1: Hey there Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Jalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well today, we are honoring one Dave Coulier, who plays Joey Gladstone in both Full House and Fuller House. His birthday is September 21st, and this episode is going to drop on Friday the 17th. The episode I've chosen for Mr. Coulier's birthday is from Season 1. Yes, we're taking it all the way back to Season (laughs) 1. Season 1, Episode 10, Joey's Place, which aired on December 4th, 1987. In this episode joey fears that the family doesn't need him anymore when they give him a too joyful send-off but in reality they are planning a way to surprise him with a space of his own meanwhile jesse learns that joey's job as child care provider and housekeeper is not an easy one It's because as joey's getting ready to leave he's delegating all his responsibilities that he does on a day-to-day basis. Well, Jesse's more likely out, you know, doing his exterminator business that he shares with his dad. He's probably doing that during the day, so now he's got to kind of flip-flop and take care of Michelle. Well, you know, Danny's working at the news station at this point in time. He's not part of Wake Up San Francisco until season two. So, yeah, it's like... Well, what exactly does Joey do all day? Well, let me tell you. He runs a mini daycare out of the living room, along with watching Michelle. He does the laundry. He attempts to do the cooking. We know Joey is not the best cook unless he's going through a drive-through window. <laughs> That's about it. But yeah, well, you know, Jesse learns like there is more to Joey than just stand-up comedy and funny voices. He actually does help keep the house running during the day. And then he does his comedy sets in the evening. So this episode has got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 299 ratings. Let's see if we have any guest stars. We do. Um One in particular, Joan Leesman has guessed it. She, it's really funny because this is the first time we see her. We will see her again, praying, playing, Brian Kagan's mom and, of course, Tony Kagan's mom. So, she plays Brian Kagan's mom in Season 3, Adventures in Babysitting. I believe also in Season 3 in, I think it's Baby Makes 3, where the Kagans come over and Danny is supposed to be watching baby Tony. Well, <laughs> the parent the you know, the kagins go away, so and of course, baby Tony gets attached to Michelle. No, actually, no, he gets attached to Uncle Jesse, causing Michelle to be jealous, like, oh, Uncle Jesse doesn't love me anymore. Like, we also have barbara Barbara Kit. Ka- oh Barbara Cameron. Kirk Cameron and Candace Cameron's mom plays Barbara. And Janice Sweeten, who is Jody Sweeten's mother, plays Janice. So they're guessing it's the women that are dropping off the kids, hence Joey's little daycare. I have never done that. I wow. <laughs> We have Benji Swimmer playing Benji. All these kids have just the regular names. Dustin Autumn playing Dustin. Ryan Christopher as Ryan. And Robert Lucas as Robbie. And that's that's that for the guest stars. Of course, I always like to read the DVD case description to see if it's a win or a or if it's a, like, meh. Could have been better. Okay. Going, going, gone. With Joey off on a college comedy tour, Jesse takes over as chief cook and babysitter. Eh, well, I'll give it props for the going, going, gone part. I'll say that much. But the rest was pretty standard slash semi-mediocre. Right, Quinny? Oh, where'd you go? You? She She was just there. She was laying right there. Quinn, where'd you go? She probably went to lay down in the bedroom. <laughs> Directed by Don Barnhart, or Barnhart. Jeff, writer, uh, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Russell Marcus, story, and Leonard Ripps, as Lenny Ripps also had a hand in writing this episode. Yes, because we all know Joey cannot live in an alcove forever. Good golly, no. The alcove what they call it is basically just a little nook underneath the stairs. I mean it's not even worthy of a Harry Potter closet under the stairs space where at least Harry Potter had his own had a door where there was privacy. Joey doesn't even get that. So the trivia is basically what I've already said with Barbara Cameron and Janice Cameron, both Candace and Jody's moms guesting in that scene. I'll look for that. Alright, get ready. We have a handful of reviews for this episode. Alright. First one gives it a 10 out of 10. Titles it Gets Me Every Time. This is from March 4th, 2016 by movie-mandan. Hyphen As I said... Se- hold on a second. Um, hold on a second. Okay, I will not be reading that review. This person seems to like to change their username. So I will read their review, but I'm not going to. Alright, the next one. Seven out of ten. The one where Joey feels unwanted. It's by Taylor Kingston from april twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. Warning spoilers. I really enjoy this episode. It's funny, it's creative, and I just feel so bad for Joey, but then I feel really happy for him. In this episode, Joey feels unwanted, unneeded, and rejected by the rest of the household. He gets a comedy job and has to leave the city for a few days. And the family are more than happy to send him off, but what's really happening is another story. They're actually planning on surprising him with a space of his own, instead of just the alcove. They redid the basement and turned it into a lovely bedroom, and when Joey comes back, all ready to move out, he is so happy about what the family's done for him. Meanwhile, Jesse realizes that what Joey does all day, taking care of the kids and the household, is not an easy job. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. All right, the next one, 7 out of 10, titled, Oh, Joey. This is from February 6th, 2014. Kalenvass. Warning spoilers. Joey said to go on tour for his comedy. He rehearses in the garage with DJ and feels rather lonely and unwanted. Things get worse when the family acts way too jubilant about him going away for two weeks. Joey feels the family doesn't care about him anymore. What Joey doesn't realize is they care very much, and Danny and the gang are preparing a special room for Joey. Now we're rocking! After a few mediocre episodes in the first season, this show is beginning to hit its stride. They have kept the idiocy and goofiness to a minimum, combining laughs and serious situations to maximum effect. Up until this juncture, we see a sensitive side of Joey who hasn't seen... We haven't seen before. And I felt it was moving to watch. Family and friends come first, no matter what people may think. Any person with a heart will probably be moved by the ending. It was pretty awesome. Jessie's wife attitude tries to come across as amusing, but it became redundant and overlong. Overall, I like this episode. Additional note. At one point, DJ mentions she has a Bananarama poster, which is seriously awesome. 80s alert. Um... Well, the show came out in 87, so they are high, high, high on the 80s hog there. You have no idea how much I miss the 80s as far as movies and TV shows are concerned. 7 out of 10. Alright. Mitch RMP. 8 out of 10. Being loved, it's titled. December 5th, 2013. Joey feels that things are going well for him. He has a chance to do a two-week gig, but he's afraid the family won't survive without him. With Danny and Jesse both having jobs, a lot of the child care and household chores fall on him. But everyone is super nice and gives him a great send it. It almost feels like they were trying to get rid of him. While he's gone, Jesse quickly learns that Joey does a lot for the family. Joey's job is not an easy one, and he doesn't even have his own space in the house. He's just been tucked into the living room's alcove. But Danny and Jesse decide it's time to give Joey his own space. When Joey comes home, he's mad and hurt when he finds out all the stuff is put in the garage. It's a very good episode. I love all the television and song references that are put throughout this show. In this episode, Jesse watched People's Court and refers to himself as June Cleaver. Alright, so that is it for the user reviews for this episode. That's quite a bit. That is quite more than I think I've seen in quite a while. Alright, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you all know, those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome aboard the Tanner Train. I want to let you know where you can find the podcast and listen to it. You can listen to it on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Also where you can find the podcast on social media. On Facebook, type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Land to Holy Tulipus Podcast will pop up. Also on Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast. A couple other things about this podcast that is different from the other Full House to Fuller House Podcasts out there is it is a clean, family friendly podcast. So you can listen to it on a speaker. You don't got to mute or lower the volume for any bleeps and bloops of ex, expletive exploit, I don't know, language. And you can listen to it with your kids. Yeah. Relive your Full House and Fuller House days with your kids. You know, and if you want to watch the episodes, if you don't have Hulu, you should definitely get Hulu because Full House is all, all pretty much all the TGI sh- shows are on the Family Manners is on there, Perfect Strangers, Step by Step. I think Sabrina the Teenage Witch is also on there as well. So if you're looking for Fuller House, that's going to be on Netflix, and Boy Meets World is on, and Girl Meets World are on Disney+. Plus. Also, another thing that sets this podcast apart from other Full House and Fuller House podcasts other than it's a clean and family-friendly podcast is that I don't go in order of air date of the episodes. I do themes. Right now, I'm doing the Back to School series part three. In August, we had the Sisters double feature. I've also did the Tis the Season series, I believe, for... 2019 so you get all your christmas episodes there also there are thanksgiving episodes which i've covered around thanksgiving the miracle of thanksgiving from full house and then a fuller thanksgiving i believe from season two and then of course season five's thanksgiving episode of fuller house If you'd like to show support for the podcast, I don't do Patreon. All I ask is a moment of your time. If you can jump on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and search for Full House podcast or put in Fuller House, the All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Just scroll down to where it says leave a review. You can have fun with it, use emojis, whatever you like. All five-star podcasts help. This podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So without <clears throat> further ado, one last thing. If you want to send an email and have a voice on the podcast, if you have an opinion about one of the episodes of either show, or you got a top five list favorite characters, least favorite characters, least favorite storylines, best favorite storylines, I want to hear about them. So send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, or you can even reach me on Facebook and just, you know, send me a message. All right, let's jump into Joey's Place. Okay, so it's a familiar tune. It says, also Spragzera Thustra, music by Richard Strauss, performed by Dave Coulier. This is what Joey is humming while he's in the kitchen and he's got the ironing board with you know small stacks of clothes and a you know piles of three and he's using the <laughs> the iron and he's just kind of like lightly touching the tops of the three piles there <laughs> while he's humming this tune. And I remember this tune from the movie Turner and Hooch when, Ho- when Scott Turner meets Hooch for the first time and you just hear this tune as Hooch is making his entrance <laughs> and basically jumps on Scott Turner. I remember hearing this and like, Second grade music class, and immediately it's like I knew it. I'm like that's from Turner and Hooch. Granted, it's it's something that has been played in probably many movie trailers. I, I swear, like whether I even might have heard that in a teaser for Apollo thirteen at one point because I had to deal with space. So Stephanie and DJ come into the kitchen. And see Joey doing this with the iron iron um the iron just you know bopping the three piles of clothes on the ironing board while humming that. And Stephanie kinda she turns and looks at DJ and asks, Is this normal? Is this behavior normal? And DJ says, It is for Joey. And Joey tells them that he has some incredible news and he says, it's so unbelievable, I can't believe it myself. And he's got the girls whipped into a frenzy, they're so excited, and of course he says, well, I can't tell you just yet, I have to wait till everyone's home. Because <laughs> Danny and Jesse are not home from their jobs yet, so it's like, oh, we gotta wait till like, it's like, this better be the best news ever. Because they're like, oh, what happened? Tell us what happened right now. And Joy says, I can't tell you yet. And right after Joy says, I'll tell you just as everyone gets home. And here comes Jesse trudging up the basement steps or garage steps because it's still a garage at this point. At least for the majority of the episode till the end. And Jesse's like, oh, what a day because he's an exterminator. Just like his dad, it's a family business. Killing the bugs. Saving the world from insect infestation one place at a time. So, Jesse comes upstairs, you know, kneels down in front of the girls and says, Alright, give me a kiss. And he says, Okay, girls, now listen. No matter how glamorous you think my life is, do not kill bugs for a living. Like, that is not the job that anybody would want. So, Joey thinks the only way to cheer up Jesse is like, Ah, oh, Jesse, the bug world got you down. I'm going to send you to a land of sunshine and flowers. Smell this detergent. <laughs> smell this fabric softener. There's um scented trash bags, and one in particular that I really like the smell of is lavender and... Sweet vanilla or lavender and vanilla. It just, I don't know what it is, but it just, it smells so good. And Joey is hovering this small stack of clothes in the palm of his hand right under Jesse's nose. And Jesse just looks at Joey and says, Joey, you've been riding in the dryer again, haven't you? I don't think a grown human being can fit in a dryer. But who knows? And Joey is just—he's in such a great mood. It's like I want to tell you what happened, but I can't yet. And DJ says, "Uncle Jesse, do something. He's driving us crazy." Stan says, "Yeah, make him tell us." So uh, Jesse grabs a plate with a single half sandwich on it out of the fridge and a drink. He's like, "Joey, what's up?" And Joey says, "Can't tell you." And I love Jesse as he says, "The man will not crack." And here comes Danny coming through the door into the kitchen from the living room. It's like, okay, everyone's here. Please tell us your news. Joey. (laughs) This is honestly worse than the clickbait videos that they try to get you on YouTube or, you know, subscribe, you know, people you subscribe to, they'll have these clickbait, they'll like a picture will be there, or some, uh, a thumbnail picture, or, or, or just a, a title of it, and you're just like, what? what, 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 what's happening, what's, what's, yeah, that's how they get you, it's either that, or it's articles that will get you with a headline, that is like, I need to know. I need to know what this is about. And then you, nine times out of ten, wind up being disappointed because it's not as big as what uh, (laughs) the clickbait was really referring to. (laughs) Danny bends down for the girls to give him a hug. They, like, run to him, touch, tap him on the shoulder, basically, with their hand, and they run back to Joey, like, okay, everyone's here. Tell us your news, please. (laughs) Sure, Danny's like, and I got down for that? (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Danny's a tall guy. I mean, think about it. To get down on your on your knees, like, uh no, I gotta get back up. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> like if, if I'm down on the ground, I'm staying down on the ground. <laughs> He's like, all right, we're all here. Spill your guts, Joey. So, Joey's news is he has been chosen, hand picked, if you will, as one of the hottest upcoming comics to go on, a believe, a two-week tour 16 a two week 16 college tour so he's going to be touring colleges for like two weeks yeah i guess i mean if the college kids are into roger rabbit and popeye and bullwinkle and and any other reference from uh you know the 60s all the way to the you know 1987 cool cool Danny and Jesse both high five Joey. Like, sweet. That's awesome. They're so excited for him. It's just a few notches below Star Search. That's a pretty big... I mean, the fact that he was chosen, you know, hand-picked. That's pretty awesome. Okay, this is something that has... I think it's just in, like, maybe the first or second season. I think it's both DJ and Stephanie do this, and it just kind of... I don't like it. It's just like, ugh. Well, she pokes Joey in the arm and goes, S- them, ooh, the man is hot. I'm like, I-, I don't know why I don't like that. It just, it's one of those things that just grates on my nerves, like an annoying commercial that you just can't stand. Like, flow from Progressive. It's It's that level of, it irritates me. I'm happy they eventually dropped this. Joey says, well, there's only one problem. I'm not sure if I'm going to go or not. I'm like, dude, they handpicked you. You've been selected. Why not go? But he says he's got too many responsibilities there. You know, with taking care of the girls during the day and everything. Because, you know, Danny and Jesse both work outside of the house. So it's like, I can't, you know, who's going to be here for the girl? And it's like, Danny and Jesse can, I, I, Jesse works for his dad. You're telling me he can't adjust his schedule? Like, Dad, Joey's going out of town. I need to kind of be there. Can I adjust my schedule? Great. Thanks, Dad. You're the best. Joey, it's more about honoring his commitment. He says, when I moved in here, I made a commitment to help with the girls. I'm like, yeah, but you also have your job, too. I mean, you can't let down... The people that picked you (laughs) to go on this tour. Cook and clean and do laundry. That's his responsibilities for helping out with the girls in the house. Which, the cooking, I'm just like, but Joey's not a great cook unless he's heading through the drive-thru though. This is something that goes on throughout the course of eight seasons. Remember in season eight when Joey made those flounder tarts? As he said... I know two things. People like Pop-Tarts and people like fish. Here's a Flounder Tart. I'm just like, those two things should never ever be combined at all for any reason under the sun. And Danny says, you've worked too hard and too long to pass this up, Joey. And even Jesse says, yeah, I mean, this is a big break for you. This could be You breaking into the big time, you know, you'll get noticed by someone. You'll end up on an HBO special or something or the Tonight Show or something to that effect. And, of course, Joey says, well, what about the girls? I mean, you both work. And, of course, DJ says, well, we'll go with you, Joey. And Stephanie says, it's never too early to start looking at colleges. Stephanie, you don't even go to college, okay? You blow through Danny's college... Money he set aside, and you go to like, I don't know, where did she go? A bunch of places that weren't college? Yeah. I love how Danny says, Let's get out of kindergarten first. <laughs> and Jesse says, Look, it's very simple. I will fill in for Joey. I'll just take a couple <laughs> weeks off the bug biz. And they're like, Oh, can you do that? And of course, Jesse's like, Well, I work for my dad. He can't fire me, my mom won't let him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, if Jesse can cover during the day, then both he and Danny can take care of things at night. Simple, simple, right? There you go. Bing, bang, boom. Problem solved. Go on your tour, dude. You're golden. You. They got it. They got this. Okay, okay, so this is like a honeymoon. When he hugs Danny, he says, Ah, oh, baby, you're the greatest. And of course, Jesse says, Jesse, Danny says, Ah, oh, thanks, Ralph. So I'm like, Okay, oh, Ralph crammed Okay, I've never watched The Honeymooners before, but I've seen and heard enough references to kind of get that. So Joey hugs the girls, they give him a kiss, and then they walk into the living room. Joey goes over to Jesse and Jesse puts up a finger and says, You hug me. And the deal's off, okay? <laughs> and Joey says, It's too late, I've already started, and he just gives Jesse a bear hug.
2: Is this normal? It is for Joey. Yeah.
3: Girls, wait till you hear what happened to me today. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's unbelievable!
0: What happened to yeah, Right out.
3: now! Can't tell you.
1: I'll
3: tell you just as soon as everyone gets home.
4: Oh, boy, what a day. Come here, girls, give your Uncle Jay a kiss. Very nice. Listen, girls, I know how much you look up to me, but no matter how glamorous you think my life is, don't ever kill bugs for a living. No. Ah. Joseph, Hey, buddy, Insect World got you
3: down? Well, close your eyes, because I am going to send you to a land of sunshine and
4: flowers. Smell this. <laughs> Joey, you've been running the dryer again, haven't you?
3: <laughs> I'm just in a great mood. I want to tell you what happened, but I can't yet.
2: Uncle Jesse, he's driving us crazy. Yeah, make him tell us.
4: Okay, Joey. What's up? Can't tell you. The man will not crack. <laughs> Bye, girls. Bye, Bye girls.
2: <laughs> okay, Julie, we're all here. Spill your guts.
3: I have been chosen as one of the hot, up-and-coming comics to go on a two-week, 16-college tour. Yes! Sorry! All right! I know you did hey! a
2: good job. <laughs> oh, the man is hot. <laughs>
3: well, there's only one problem i'm not sure if i'm gonna go or not joey hey, why not what are you
0: talking about?
3: well when i moved in here i made a commitment to help with the girls and cook and clean and do laundry
5: i can't just take off like that joey you have worked too long and too hard to pass this up yeah, man this could be a big break you gotta go for it you're going yeah but what about the kids both of you guys work
2: we'll go with you yeah, it's never too early to look at colleges. <laughs> Let's
4: get out of kindergarten first. Most of guys it's simple. I will fill in for Joey. I'll just take a couple weeks off the bug, Biz. You can do that? Sure. I work for my dad. can't fire me because my mom won't let him. <laughs> you guys sure you can get along without me? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh.
0: Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Ah, great. <laughs> ah, baby, you're the greatest. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph.
0: <laughs> Girls? <laughs>
4: you touch me the deal's off
3: it's too late I've already started
4: thought, oh, gee
1: so in the next scene here we do have Joey rehearsing in the living room he's got his little uh, tape recorder audience laugh thing he's making a joke about like oh that's no penguin that's George Bush or something I'm like what? I don't even get that joke I'm not big on presidential jokes. I really... mm, That doesn't float my boat at all. But he lives in the little nook slash alcove area under the stairs. Think Harry Potter minus the door. (laughs) Um, He's got a planet solar system thing hanging in that little uh, alcove area. It's like everything that he owns has spilled out from the alcove and landed on the chair, on the couch, on the floor, just everywhere. It's like, dude, you know, the living room was a place, a space where people gather. It's not an extension of your alcove. I mean, let's see, we got a part of a stop sign. We got that Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln cardboard cutout face. What the heck is that thing? What is it? Okay, he's sleeping on a cot. There's a couple cardboard boxes. One's got, like, a piñata. There's, like, hockey skates. There's what could be a hockey stick. A big, like, rubber, like, inflatable ball. There's a globe on the top of a... What is that thing? A speaker? A trunk on its side. What in the world? What is that? Mr. Potato Head over there? Oh my goodness. All this stuff. What is all this stuff? That is stuff that could be, like, put in storage. Like, rent a storage unit somewhere and just throw any of that stuff. that If you're not using it on a day-to-day or even a week-to-week basis, put it away. It does not need to be... In the living room where people are going to trip, they're going to fall. Nobody can sit on the couch if they wanted to, or that chair, or even that footrest. There's even a bowling bag, if that's what that is, on the coffee table. Joey, what is that on the end, on that little uh, end table thing? What is that thing? I can't tell. I don't know. Maybe it might be more hockey equipment. I have no idea. Oh yeah, I might be messy too, but not to that degree. So, we get the first interruption by Danny, who's got a bunch of hard black plastic VHS tape covers. For, uh, black Hard black plastic VHS cases. And I get, being he's a sports... Sports guy on the news, I think this is the one where he's got to, like, record a bunch of commentary for bowling games and do, like, a highlight reel. I'm sorry, it's not bowling. It's a basketball blooper reel that he's got, like, five or six VHS tapes that he's got a VCR up in his bedroom, I guess, for that purpose. When he has to bring his work home with him, I honestly hope that he is getting paid if he has to do that work at his home, that he's getting paid for that time. If I gotta bring my work home with me, I want to get paid. So this is where Danny takes notice of Joey's explosion of stuff and clothes out of his alcove. There's a stuffed chicken. There's a couple tops that no one in their right mind except for Joey would ever wear. In response, Joey just plays his, you know, his laughter audience tape recorder as a response. Joey's like, don't, he takes the clothes and the stuffed chicken from Danny's. like, you, you go work on your blooper reel. You, you go get out of here. I'll work on my college material. I will take care of this. Don't worry about it. Soon as Danny's up the stairs, what does Joey do? He takes the armload of his stuff and just tosses it on the couch with the rest of his stuff. No, I'm sorry. No, he flings it onto the coffee table and, like, two of the three items he was holding wind up on the floor. Great. So that'll be there when someone trips over it. Wonderful. Interruption number two. Here comes Stephanie with her little boom box and she's in her honeybee outfit and she is... Practicing for a dance recital or the Honeybee talent show. Oh, she's pre because <laughs> Joey, the whole time, has been holding this walking stick or cane and he puts it out to stop Stephanie because she's like zipping around the living room. And she's like, I'm practicing for my Honeybee meeting. Practicing what? Zipping around in circles around the room? And Joey's like, well, that's nice, Stephanie, but I'm trying to rehearse. And Joey... Oh, that's right, he doesn't have a picture. I was just gonna say, well, you could go upstairs... Oh, wait, that that doesn't happen until, like, season four. What am I saying? I, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, well, you could go off in the corner of your little alcove, but then again, there's... A big giant folding cot that's sitting upright that's in the way. You could go outside onto the front porch for all the passing people and the neighbors to hear your comedy. What better way to get an audience critique than the people that are walking their dog or going out to get the mail or going to work or coming home from work. They can hear you do your... College material stand up. Maybe they can even give you pointers. The the back the backyard. They have a backyard. I know they do. Go out there. There are so many places in that house. The bathroom. Um, where else? The kitchen. Um, hmm. The well, he does end up in the garage later, which. <laughs> So many places. I'd be like, seriously, the living room is a hot spot where a lot of people are going to eventually come and go. It's constant heavy traffic moving through from one room to another. That's not probably the place you're going to want to hang out. I mean, you're living in a house with Jesse, Danny, Stephanie, DJ. I haven't seen Michelle yet. She's probably sleeping. But yeah, that's a lot of people. Stephanie's like, oh, well, go ahead. It won't bother me. So, yeah. I take it Stephanie's already been kicked out of the bedroom she shares with DJ. Like, can you take that noise and go somewhere else with it?
3: That's no penguin. That's George Bush. (laughs) And
0: (laughs) again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: It's wonderful to be here at uh, fill-in-the-blank college, home of the fighting... uh, Some animal.
5: (laughs) Just a little confidence builder. Some of your finest work. (laughs) Why don't I go upstairs and work on this week's basketball blooper reel? Joey, there seems to have been an explosion in your alcove which has hurled most of your possessions to the four corners of the living room.
3: I'm sorry. I love this machine. What <laughs> no, you yeah, I'll clean up. Okay, you go work on your blooper rail and uh, I'll get back to writing college material. Now get out of here. <laughs> Let's
1: he Leave shouldn't he have this stuff. Done? <laughs> <laughs> Just use the material. Yeah, this is going to cater
0: at the
3: college. <laughs> 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 Steph, what are you doing?
2: I'm practicing for my next honeybee meeting.
3: That's very nice, but I'm trying to rehearse.
2: Go ahead, it won't bother me.
1: <laughs> so, Joey heads upstairs, goes to Jesse's room. I, I'm i guessing either, yeah, he was just like, hey, I'm looking for a place to rehearse. And Jesse just smiles. He's got his... I do not like these glasses that Jesse wears in season one. They're just, excuse me, typical 80s glasses where the frames go all the way past the cheekbones. But he's like, good luck. And he's just smiling like you're going to need it. Was he maybe hoping that maybe Jesse wasn't going to be in his room and like, Hey, this room's empty. I could use this. Uh, Danny's in his room. That's occupied. DJ's probably hanging out in her room. That's occupied. I'd say the attic, but that doesn't even come into question until what, season two and three? is probably the first mention that they even have an attic. DJ comes out of her room and says, Uncle Jesse, I'm trying to do my homework, and you're just He's not even playing a song. He's just, like, jamming on his guitar with the, the amp plugged in. And he doesn't even, well, that's because Joey opened the door. Okay, well, <laughs> Jesse stops playing on the guitar and is like, sorry. He says, I bet Chuck Berry didn't have to live with three nieces. I do not like what Jesse's wearing. I think, so far, this could be in the running for worst outfit of the, epi- of the episode. So far. Actually, no, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. Stephanie's shirt, with the the it's a white shirt with a girl with like yarn hair on the front, and she's got these and big anime anime eyes, like you see in the anime movies. Or what's another example? The the Powerpuff Girls. Never watched the show, but I know what they look like with the ginormous huge eyes. Yeah. Uh, and then it dawns on Joey. Hmm. Michelle. Well, there we go. I could just. Do my comedy routine in there. She's just a baby. She won't care. Okay, so he goes into Michelle's room. It's like, oh, Michelle, hi, are you busy? And they have, it's ADR'd. It's not Michelle's. Ba, da, It's like, no. That doesn't sound like an Olsen twin. That sounds like a lady who's doing unnecessary ADR for a baby. It's, it, honestly, it's unnecessary. All she has to do is, <coughs> excuse me, is point, point at Joey. You don't gotta like that stuffed parrot just mimic what Michelle just didn't say out of her mouth. That's creepy. Oh my god, what is that thing? That is like a Furby before a Furby. Cause Joey's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know I that you had company, and this thing talks back in Joey's voice oh my gosh what is this I've never seen something like that before wow and Joey uses this as an excuse to like well I guess I can't use this room why because the parrot is repeating back what you're saying (laughs) that sounds like a waste I feel like Michelle would be absolutely fine with him practicing in there She's not sleeping. She's just sitting up. It's like she's waiting for someone to eventually take her down and, you know, give her dinner or, you know, interact with her. It's like she's just waiting, like, for some interaction. <laughs> Otherwise, well, she's awake. I'll just leave her in here and let her, you know, do whatever. <sighs> Unless the baby is napping, if it's away if the baby is awake... Why would you let just let it stay in the crib? why would you let I keep saying it? why would you let the baby just stay? if the baby's awake why is it going to just stay in the in the crib in their room by themselves? wouldn't you be like oh baby's awake okay let's go interact with you or something like that see I'm not a parent I don't know this stuff Quinn what am I talking about Quinn's never been a parent either so she wouldn't know
3: Hey, Jess, I'm looking for a place to rehearse. Good luck.
2: Uncle Jesse, I'm trying to do my homework.
4: Sorry. But Chuck Berry didn't have to live with three nieces.
0: Thank you,
3: Michelle, are you busy?
0: Sorry, I didn't know you had company. Sorry,
3: I didn't know you had company.
0: Good, (laughs) crazy thing.
1: So yes, now that apparently every single room in that house is occupied even though there's only let's see, one, two, three, four, there's four people, every single room in the house is occupied apparently, every single room. Oh, wait, five, including Michelle. What am I, oh. So yeah, he's resorted to going down to the basement where he has a yellow... Would you call this, like, a, a, a bug car? Like, one of those bug-type vehicles? And it's got DJ's bike with the basket on it, and... He should have just went down here to begin with. He would have been fine. Oh, so Joey's impression of a fountain. He's got a big glass of water, takes a sip, and then tilts his head back and just... Woo! A single stream of water just shoots upward. He takes a big, giant gulp of water. His cheeks are all, like, puffed out with water, just as DJ's coming down to see what he's doing. I guess she was looking for Joey. And it's it's like the way that Joey's posing with his, he's leaning his head back with his hand on his hip on his backside. And it's almost like he is a a, a poor a, like a like a concrete person in a fountain that's shooting a single stream of water up. <laughs> I like how when he sees DJ there, he like kind of waves at her and kind of like, hey, yeah, it's okay, you're not interrupting me. I got some interesting stuff in this basement. There's a couple hula hoops, which I'm pretty sure Stephanie will be using in Middle Age Crazy in season two. There's also something I think Michelle at one point must have grew out of. It's that baby swing that you put them in and it you know, goes back and forth. So I guess she outgrew that. Um, there's a tote bag on the ground. There's the water heater. Is that a surfboard up there by the stairs?
0: What,
1: what is that thing? It looks like a framed something. Right. Oh, wow. That's a lot of interesting. There's a water cooler down there. I can't tell if that's like an old mattress. Like maybe an old crib mattress or something like that. That's, like, leaning up against something. Oh, we also see Jesse's motorcycle. There's some more hula hoops. There's some of the bottoms of, like, clay pots. There's some lawn furniture. And Joey, meanwhile, is still spewing this water out in an arch onto his car, and he's using his bare hand to pretend he's waxing the car or wiping it down. I'm like, ugh. And then he starts spraying the water onto his windshield and of course DJ gets the idea as she jumps into his car and turns on the windshield wipers. And All DJ does is like push a button or pull something out and it gets the wipers going. Wouldn't the car actually have to be on for the wipers to work? I mean, I think that's how it works in my car. And he, he actually ends up spraying DJ with some of the water coming out of his mouth again. Gross. And then he stops and he's like, ta-da! <laughs> Cute. Yeah, kind of gross at the same time. And then DJ said, Joey, that looks so real. Every time you do your fountain act, I want to throw pennies at your face and make a wish. <laughs> and Joey says, well, I hope I do that great on the on the. Tour, I do that well. She's like, Oh, you're gonna be awesome, you're gonna be great. Oh, by the way, I finished my homework, so my room is free. Just please don't spray water all over my bed. And Joey says, You know, DJ, it's not a big deal. I mean, the garage isn't really that bad. And DJ looks around, and she, mind you, she's wearing a sweater. She's like, What are you talking about? It's like, it's freezing down here. And I'm thinking, Hold on a sec. We just had the Miracle of Thanksgiving prior to this episode, so I would say we had got to be sitting in December at this point. So, I can imagine it's... Well, wait, when did this episode air? Yeah, um, December 4th. So, yeah, I would say definitely they've got to be sitting in December. And I can imagine, you know, it's San Francisco, I'm sure, you know, it's gonna, you know, the temperatures are gonna get down there, maybe around in December maybe it's in the the low 50s maybe I'm not sure I'm not sure but I can imagine it probably would get mind you it's concrete blocks that are you know cinder blocks and stuff that are and I can imagine that yeah probably would and not to mention you have you know it is a garage so it has a garage door you know that air can easily seep through all that And mind you, she's wearing a sweater, Joey's wearing a button-up sweater, and he's just like, it's not so bad, it's not so bad. She's like, what are you talking about? It's freezing down here. And Joey's got the old, you know, VW Bug that's got the trunk in the front and the engine in the back because he opens it up and then he's got his brown leather jacket and he drapes it over her. Apparently that's where he keeps some of his clothes. That's his closet is his uh the trunk of his car in the front. The inside of his jacket I don't know if this is something that's like with this type of brown leather jacket. The inside lining of it is like a map of different countries. It's almost like they took what was printed on a globe and or a map and just applied it to the lining of this jacket. So I looked it up on eBay, and it does, a lot of them that are saying with these jackets say Adventure Team Marl, Marlboro Map Lined Brown Leather Suede, which is kind of similar to what Joey has there. And I'm thinking, okay, so maybe that was... You know of the times i mean my dad had his was a black leather jacket but i don't think it ever had a lining of a map inside so joey and dj start speaking like a little bit of french he says y'all rap madame and dj says merci beaucoup and he says "Oulala." Oh, la la mm-hmm, okay <laughs> and dj surprised she's like i didn't know you kept your clothes in the trunk of your car and Joey says, well, the alcove is so small that they're, and I'm thinking, yes, it's so small, but yet your stuff is spilling out into the living room. And honestly, I was like, some of that stuff could even just go in the back seat of his car. I don't know. But with G- DJ wearing that jacket, it's got like a, it's got like a, a patch on the side on the sleeve of it that's got, like, part of, like, the American flag. And it looks like, um, on the front jacket pocket, there's, like, army wings imprinted on the, um, the top of the pocket where the button would be on the front of it. And I'm just thinking, maybe that was... I mean, Joey's dad is still alive. At this point, you know, it's only season one, episode ten, so we won't meet him for quite a while. I think season... Four, yeah uh when joey does a star search thing i believe it's a star search or wayne newton one of them anyway um i'm thinking maybe that was a jacket that belonged to his dad i don't know that's what my guess is anyway because his dad is like a colonel you know colonel gladstone so So, Joey said it's not so much the space being an issue, you know, not having space for his things. It's the lack of privacy. I'm like, buddy, you move into a house owned by your best friend, his brother-in-law, and three little girls. And I'm thinking, this is season one. You think you have no privacy right now? Wait till you add Becky and Nikki and Alex. Granted, they'll be in the attic, but... That house is just gonna get that much fuller, and which is funny because I'm thinking a fuller house. But even still, it's like no. Even Steve DJ's boyfriend in season seven remarks on just how many people are in DJ's house. It's like, you know, it's hard to find any privacy without your dad barging in, or your uncle, or your sisters, or your cousins, or your dog. Yeah that's the thing you want privacy don't go to the living room because that's going to be probably the least private place in that house you got people coming from upstairs to the living room or they're coming from the kitchen into the living room or they're passing through the living room to get to the kitchen or upstairs or vice versa that honestly a living room is probably the busiest place in a house you want privacy go go put yourself in a bathroom boom And DJ says, yeah, I know what you mean. I live with a five-year-old who thinks that I was born just so she'd have someone to play with. And DJ says, oh, no, not that I'm complaining. And Joey's like, no, of course not. And then Joey remarks on his pre-alcove days how he had four walls, a door, and a light switch. DJ, I'm telling you, it was Camelot. So is he talking about when he was growing up and living with his mom or maybe more than likely he lived in an apartment by himself? Who, who knows? You move into a house full of people, you're not going to get, you want privacy, I guess you're going to have to go drive somewhere and get your privacy somewhere. That That's just the break sometimes, you know? And always says, you know, not that I'm complaining. And, of course, DJ says, you know, in my pre-Stephanie days, my Banana Rama poster didn't have to share wall space with Rainbow Bright." And both Joey and DJ are all like, not that I'm complaining. And DJ says, you know, if you need a place to keep your socks, my bike basket is all yours. And Joey's like, well, thanks, DJ, but, you know, I keep my socks in my glove compartment. You know, right next to uh, my road map. And my car insurance and anything else I probably would need if I got pulled over. Oh, Joy says, hey, if you want to really do me a favor, you could get me another glass of water so I can finish washing my car. What? With what? Your hand? In water? You're not cleaning your car? Ew! I hope he's going to get a bucket of suds or something. Oh my goodness. Just, I, I'm sorry, but that just seems so gross. With just water from his mouth, and he's wiping the car with his hand, and I'm just like, ew, yuck. Oh. Oh.
3: Got it on you. People are too much. Mo-
0: quit it. Gotta get out of here.
3: <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, a dramatic presentation, a little something I like to call "Ode to a Fountain."
1: <laughs> Ew. I'm wiping the water away on
0: us
1: Oh, there we go. Get those wipers going. it's raining
0: <laughs> <Ew>. spit water. <laughs>
2: Show me that looks so real Every time I see you do your fountain act I want to throw pennies on your face and make a wish
3: Well just wish that I do that well on the tour
2: Oh you'll be great I finished my homework so you can rehearse in my room But please don't spit on my bed
3: (laughs) Well DJ it's okay The garage really isn't that bad
2: It's freezing Yeah it is December after all (laughs) Your rap, madame? Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I didn't know you kept your clothes in your car.
3: Well, that alcove is so small. But my trunk makes a good closet. The worst part, DJ, is not having any privacy.
2: I know what you mean. I live with a five-year-old who thinks that I was born so that she'd have someone to play with.
0: <laughs>
2: not that I'm complaining.
3: Oh, of course not. DJ, in my pre-alcove days, I lived like a king. I had my own door, four walls and a light switch. It was Camelot. Not
0: that
3: I'm complaining.
2: Well, in my pre-Stephanie days, my banana rama poster didn't have to share the wall with Rainbow Bright. (laughs) (laughs) Not Not
0: that that I'm complaining. complaining.
2: (laughs) Well, if you need a place to keep your socks, my bike basket is all yours.
3: <laughs> Thanks, TJ. But I keep my socks in the glove compartment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you really
3: want to do me a favor, you can get me another glass of water so I can finish washing the rest of the car.
0: With your bare hands <laughs> and no
1: soap. So, Ste. Stephanie. Well, no. Stephanie's at the door in the next scene in Michelle's room. She's looking out. She's eating a lookout. In case Joey shows up, because DJ is relaying what happened in the basement to Danny and Jesse, who are both changing Michelle, because apparently it takes two people to change. (laughs) We saw that in the pilot episode. She says that Joey was in the cold basement, spitting water into the air for nobody, just, it was, she's basically think like, it was sad, it was just pathetic. And Danny says, yeah, that is sad. And of course, Jesse was, could have been worse. You could have had to watch it. Ooh. <laughs> of course he's got this grin on his face. I like that DJ here is concerned. That Joey, he's got no place to rehearse. You know, can't we help him somehow? Got to be a that house is is so big. There's got to be a room somewhere that's not being used. That isn't an alcove. That's an actual room with four walls and a door. And Danny says, "Yeah, what Joey needs is his own room." And Jesse chimes in with, "Oh." You know what, yeah, Joey does need a room, doesn't he? Hmm, let's stop and think about this. Hmm, darn, no rooms available, sorry. And I don't know, I mean, I know it's supposed to be funny, but Jesse doesn't care because he's got a room. It's not like he's living in the alcove or anything because he'd probably take it more seriously if he were in Joey's place. And Danny and DJ both give Jesse a look like, come on now, be serious. What if it were you in that alcove? Wouldn't you want a room? That's what I'd be like. Um, If I'm coming to live with you and help with your kids, I would want a room. I don't want to just basically be hanging out in this small little space just outside of the living room. The laundry room has more cover than that alcove. And Jesse says, see, she knows I'm joking. And we do the, this close-up on baby Michelle. She's pointing and... <laughs> so Stephanie turns around in the doorway and says, Daddy, Joey's not here yet. And Danny says, honey, come over here. We need to have a chat about this lookout thing. Now, how you do this is you let us know when Joey is here. Not when he's not here. Yeah, he says, the key is to let us know when Joey is coming. Now, when Joey's not coming. Of course, poor Stephanie, this is harder than I thought. Sweetie, you're five. It's not that hard. Do you see him in the hallway? Do you see him anywhere in that hallway? You don't? Well, then he's not there. The moment you see Joey, that's when you alert the family. Well, so, let's make it actually difficult for Stephanie. Basically, Okay, here we go. Here's what you're going to do, Steph. When you see Joey coming, you're going to give us the secret word. The secret code. It's not one word. It's a sentence. The duck flies at midnight. Why? Just give her. Just say duck, duck, duck. You don't need to say the duck flies at midnight. She's five. I don't think she's going to remove. As soon as she steps away from you, she's going to forget it. (laughs) And somebody says the duck flies at midnight. All right. I should get paid for this. Well, yeah, if you gotta remember that, I'd be like, I want the money up front. Now this is turning into an actual job where I have to remember a k- secret code. So Mastermind DJ says she's got this all figured out on where Joey is going to live. So she says, all right, so I will move into Michelle's Where? Oh my God, did she just predict season five? Because DJ ends up moving into Michelle's room. Michelle ends up in Stephanie's room. Later, she says, well, Joey can move into my room. I'd be like, okay, well, where's Stephanie going go? to go? Because you both share that room there. Michelle moves into the alcove. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have to go upstairs to go and uh, take care of her when she cries. She'd already be there. If you're downstairs anyway, that's half the battle of walking up those stairs. And that's half the battle of walking down the stairs with a baby where something could happen, you could trip, who knows? Move her into the alcove. That way she's there and the family's there on occasion. Although if she cries in the night I mean, you know, you know, you'd have to come downstairs. What whatever, whatever. Oh, and apparently Stephanie will get her very own tent in the backyard. Uh, no, try again. And T- Stephanie pops out of the door and she's like, I don't think so. We're not doing that. And DJ says, all right, plan B. What if we put bunk beds in Jessie's room? And Jessie's like, I don't think so. Not gonna, that's not going to happen, sweetie. Yeah, she like, that way Jesse and Joey can be roommates. Great idea, huh? No. They're not... Eight years old, they don't need bunk beds. They're grown men that need their own space. And and again, like I just honestly, if I'm actually going to be living with you and taking care of your kids, no, I would want a room. Like, you have a room ready. You don't? Okay, well this clearly isn't gonna work then. So Joey pops in the doorway and says, The Duck, the turtle, the chicken drives to the seven eleven at midnight. <laughs> Daddy, I told you shouldn't have just given her one word. But then again, here comes Joey and just not really like what's going on. And I can understand why he probably feels a little hurt because they're like, oh well, we're just you know singing Michelle to sleep, and they all start singing different songs. I can understand where Joey would feel left out because he's not blood related. He's not even an uncle because Jesse is related by blood. He's their mom's little brother. And, you know, of course, Danny's their dad. So that would definitely make me feel like an outsider if I were Joey. Yeah. And Danny's like, oh, it's a new catchphrase. All the kids are saying it when Stephanie sp- out that code that is 100% wrong. So, Joey, yeah, he is suspicious. He's like, what's going on in here? And Jesse comes over and says, oh, well, we're doing this new family ritual where we're singing Michelle to sleep. Joey doesn't really think it. He's like, oh, a new family ritual. Why didn't you guys, uh, why didn't you call me? Oh, um, Je- and Jesse's like, oh, why didn't we call you? Oh, because we're doing this four-part harmony. Cause there's like, you know, four of us. So, Jesse and Danny are singing, what is it, Bram's Lullaby or something? And I'm not sure what DJ and Stephanie. They're singing two separate songs. One's The Farmer and the Dow and... Oh, they're singing, oh, they're singing The Farmer and the Dell. Jesse's kind of looking like, I thought we were all singing the same song. And Joey's just like, okay, I'm going to go then. Clearly this is just family oriented. That's got a sting. It's like, oh, well, you're not related, so you're in, you're not family, so you don't count. Like, Like, I gave up living in an apartment to move into an alcove for this. No, thank you. Danny said, you know, after Joey leaves, like, oh, we gotta get Joey out of that alcove. So, Joey comes in again, like, why didn't you? And immediately, Stephanie's like, the duck! The duck! Joey just walks out even more perturbed than he was when he first left. Like, what is going on? It's almost like he probably feels like he's, like, being pushed out the door and he hasn't even left for his college comedy tour gig yet, you know, when he couldn't find any space to rehearse, which I told you, the bathroom, the backyard, the kitchen, because no one's using it at that moment, there you go, you got, I I just got off three spaces that he could have used and didn't, so, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I I feel bad for him, and now it's like, He's being, like, kind of nudged out, like, oh, well, it's a four-part harmony, we're all family, related by blood, and you're not, so you don't matter. Like, it just, I don't like it. Especially because he gave up his apartment, or where he left, to move in and help out. And now it's like he's feeling like, uh, just pushed out the door, like, <sighs>
2: Joey alone in the cold garage,
0: spitting water into the air, for nobody. <laughs> that is
4: sad. Could have been worse. We could have had to watch it.
0: <laughs>
4: right,
2: Michelle?
1: Only a person who has a room would say that.
2: Dad, Joey has no place to rehearse. Isn't that something we can all do? Be
1: more help concerned him? with the fact that what he Joey doesn't needs, even have a place.
0: Yeah.
4: Yes, you're right. Joey needs a room. Okay, let's stop and think about this star, no rooms. Oh, well, we thought about it. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm joking. See, she knows I'm joking. Huh?
5: What?
2: Joey's not here yet.
5: Time out, Stephanie. Honey, let's have a little talk about this lookout thing. The key is to let us know when Joey is coming, not when Joey is not coming.
2: (laughs) This is harder than I thought.
5: <laughs> really easy. All you have to do is, when you see Joey coming, you give us the secret code. Um, the duck flies at midnight.
2: Duck flies at midnight. I should get paid for this. <laughs> okay, I got this all figured out. If I move into Michelle's room, Joey moves into my room, Michelle moves into the alcove, and Stephanie gets her very own tent in the backyard. (laughs) I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Okay, plan B.
2: If we put bunk beds in Jesse's room, that means Uncle Jesse and Joey could be roommates. Great idea, huh? I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, here you are. The duck, the turtle, the chicken ride just (laughs) 7-Eleven.
5: It's a new catchphrase. All the kids are saying it. Yeah. <laughs> What's going
0: on here?
4: Uh, well, we're doing this new family ritual where we uh, sing Michelle to sleep. A new family ritual. Hmm? Why don't you guys call me? Why didn't we call? Well, uh, that's simple too. Uh, wh- what it is. We're doing this four part harmony thing tonight. And well, here we go. One, two, three, four.
0: Oh. Lullaby. 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 And good night.
5: To get Joey out of that you're like, Why didn't
0: Jay- <laughs>
1: okay so looks like it's the next day, it's breakfast time, and Jesse is the one getting breakfast together. It looks delicious, by the way. <laughs> and Joey has got a planned out schedule for the next two weeks of what the girls after school activities are. Just saying, okay, the, those posted and notes, those are in blue. Except for DJ's dental appointment, which is in green. And Joey, I like how Joey just color-coded this whole thing. S- just so simple for Jesse to understand. And the cleaning schedule Joey put in the pink, pay- they're actually... They look like 3 by 5 index cards. And I like that Joey, he took the time to set this up because if you think it, while Danny and Jesse are out doing their jobs, making a living, it's Joey that is basically running that household from the, the word go, comes 6 a.m., getting everyone ready for breakfast, dressed for school, out the door for school. And all that stuff. And then everything else in between as far as, you know, the cleaning schedule while the girls are in school. And he's also watching Michelle and all that stuff. Jesse, of course, is not taking this seriously. It's like thinking, oh, it's no big deal. As he says, Alex, I'll take dental appointments for 50. Because of the way the board is set up. It's M through F. Apparently it's just... Five days, no weekends, (laughs) and it looks like one, two, three, four, so it looks like morning cleaning and then afternoon cleaning on Monday, and then there's only one cleaning on Wednesday in the evening, and two on Friday, one in the morning, one in the evening. That is an interesting schedule. So nothing gets cleaned on Thursday. Only, oh, Tuesdays and Thursdays you don't clean, and then Wednesday you clean once. <laughs> wow, okay, well, and a, that's a decent-sized family that's going to make a daily mess on a regular. But then I figured when the girls are home, they're responsible for their own room and stuff like that. So down the stairs come Danny, DJ, and Stephanie all, you know, dressed for school, dressed for work. Jesse's got, he's like, all right, you guys are just in time. We've got your egg, your bacon, your toast, your milk, your OJ. And, of course, morning paper sports section on top for Danny. I mean, it's not like he, I mean, it's not like he made all of that. Like, on top of that, I made waffles and pancakes and crepes or, no, it's just something. But then again, I mean, to me, that feels... Even even that feels, with the eggs, toast, bacon, and all that stuff, it just, me, I mean, when I would go to, school, no one was making me a morning breakfast, it was cereal in a bowl with milk and then out the door. It's just amazing how these shows, these sitcoms show families sitting down to breakfast, when in reality, how often is this happening in the morning? Or even at dinner on sitcoms, you see everyone sitting down. It's like, in a way, as nice as that sounds to be able to sit down for family meals, you know, five to seven times a week. It's like, it's not realistic because in the morning, you're go, 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 trying to get up and get ready. Not everyone's going to be able to convene in the in the kitchen for a half hour for breakfast and talk about I you know the beginning of their day everyone's like go 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 on the rush out the door and then by dinner time it's just like if you don't have after school activities that take you through to like five o'clock and stuff like that usually you're probably getting dinner on the go or maybe it's not every maybe maybe a parent is working second shift and all that stuff but I mean this is it's nice to see this, even though it's not 100% realistic. I mean, honestly, maybe I would say probably more so. This is a more accurate depiction of say families, maybe in the 50s and 60s, when yes. You know, set time, dad came home from work, you know, simple, 8 to 5, 9 to 5 type of job, comes home for work, wife stays home and makes dinner, and everyone sits down and eats because no one's got after-school activities that take them past, you know, past 5 o'clock and everything like that. Whereas in the 80s, it's more like, okay, now it's a, you know, the wife and the husband could be working, so it's like, okay, well then... Kids are grabbing their own, making their own meals or whatever, who knows, but, and Danny's like, well, it looks like Jesse, it sounds like Jesse, I think I'll keep him, so it's just funny how straight out the gate, Jesse is rocking this breakfast, he's making a breakfast, he's like, he's got, he's on top of it, yeah, that's just breakfast. Wait till after the kids go to school and your workload really hits. Yeah, when your workload really hits the fan, because you have a baby upstairs, you gotta take care of not to and you gotta take care of the dishes, you gotta take care of the laundry. And another thing that Joy didn't mention is that, well, he belongs, it's almost like a mommy and me kind of babysitting daycare circle. That, like, oh, these ladies, they take care of Michelle on these days, and then I watch their kids when they need help. Which, it's cool, but Jesse learns this from these ladies as, like, oh, it's Joey's day to watch the kids. So, I mean, if I were Jesse, I'd be a little, um... Kind of, I mean, it's like, I already got an infant to take care of, or a nine-month-old. I have so many things that I gotta get done, and now I gotta watch children that l- look like they're old enough to be in school, or at least preschool. But anyway, jumping back to this, I guess there's a, there's a TV show called Hazel. As Joey says, hey, all Hazel's done so far is make breakfast. And Jesse, of course, he's handing out um, eggs and, and toast and all that. Like, hey, how's everything tasting? And DJ's like, great, I'll take seconds. And Joey feels a little hurt there. Like, well, wait, how come you never ask for seconds of my food? <laughs> and the girl's kind of like, uh. Because <laughs> Joey asks, like, how come nobody ever asked for a second helping of my eggs? the the whole family dj stephanie jesse and danny are all like uh we don't have an answer for that (laughs) basically it's like they got this deer caught in the headlights look in their eyes but luckily jesse and or danny is a whiz at changing the subject so uh jesse what do you got going on today Danny asks, like, oh, uh, Jesse, did Michelle eat already? And (laughs) Jesse's like, yeah, oh, yeah, like a horse. She's sleeping it off upstairs. She's sleeping it off in her playpen. And Danny can't just say enough about Jesse. Like, Way to go, Jess. Oh, you know what? I'm late for work. I gotta go. Of course, before Danny leaves for work, he's gotta, like, Joey, buddy, you are on your way. Knock him dead. Blow him away. You do whatever it is that you do. Think, uh, make people laugh, yeah, you're gonna do that, Jesus <laughs> uh, says you're gonna kill him. you're in a very violent business, <laughs> so that's what Danny was holding, although he refers to it as an egg McJesse. it's two pieces of toast with an egg in between them, oh. oh did any of you ever take home back and learn how to make an egg in in a frame which is like you take a slice of bread you like take a little circle out of the middle and then you put an egg in there and you fry it so good so danny kind of whisper asked jesse like hey did you think of an alternative to joey's alcove problem yet and Jesse says, "Well, not yet. I stayed up all night thinking about it." And Jesse, Danny looks at Jesse confused, like, "Well, wait, I thought you had a date last night." <laughs> and Jesse says, "Okay, I stayed up all night." Okay. Um, the bus honks outside. The girls, it's like, um, if you girls know what time the bus comes, your fannies need to be out there before it honks. Otherwise, that's like this is your warning honk. If you're not out in a second, I'm pulling away. And Joey's like, oh, shoot, girls, I'm sorry. I forgot to pack your lunches. Jesse's on top and he's like, feed bags, young ladies. And they're like, thanks, Uncle Jesse. So, of course, before the girls go to school, they kiss Joey goodbye. Goodbye, good luck. We'll see you in a month. And Joey's like, it's only two weeks. And so the girls leave to the school. They're going out the front door. It sounded like the honk was coming from the back, but whatever. And Jesse's like, "Uh, Joey, you're gonna be late." And Jess, Jesse, of course, is just he's picking up, you know, the uneaten food and the plates and clearing the table and all that. And it looks like Joey wants to add, maybe this is where he's trying to tell Jesse about this daycare situation thing he's got going on during the day. He says, don't worry, remember now, I left all the important, and Jesse cuts Joey off, like, Joey, Joey, I can take care of it. He's lately smacks his face, like, I got this, you go, you do, you, uh, you make funny jokes and get people to laugh, that's your deal, that's your, that's what you do. Yeah, Jesse's like, we can take care of it. And Joey's like, are you sure? Jesse's like, yes, we don't need you. Now go. Like, how I don't like the term, we don't need you. That kind of bites, especially after last night's family-only sing-along. TCB, take care of business. Come on, go. <laughs> LRN, leave right now. <laughs> what what he coming up with these, Jesse? <laughs> in other words, W-A-Y-G, why aren't you gone? Go. Oh, he's like, sh- frankly, shoving Joey out the door. Uh, Joey's got his uh, marble Adventure map lining jacket. As he goes into the living room and says goodbye to Michelle, who's in her playpen. Who is Michelle waving to? Probably her mommy <laughs> off of this, to the side of the set. Cause she's like, ah, da, da. she's not even looking at Joey. As Joey says, no, no, I haven't left yet, but I'm going for two weeks. And he feels bad. It's like, oh, it seems like you're the only one that's going to miss me, Michelle. Yeah. He says, you know, something's going on here, Michelle. I mean, they're having family rituals without me. He says, I can be replaced like that by a rock and roll exterminator. Joey just you know, maybe, maybe they don't need me. And that's gotta really stink for Joey because, you know, he moved. He hadn't even, they hadn't been there, what, not even six months yet, I don't think. And it just feels like they're already booting him out the door. This look at baby Michelle's face, I don't know. And Joey's like, yeah, I know. I, I think you're, I think you're the only one that cares about me, Michelle. Aww and she gives him a kiss on the face. That's so sweet. And we hear, of course, the violins. You know, the, the sad full house music, as we like to call it. Just as Joey's walking out the door with his stuff, he says, Tell everyone I'll miss them if they care. Bye
4: down boy, and kicks around the only song i have to sing a boy that it down right? <laughs> jess
3: girls after school activities for the next two weeks are in blue mm-hmm. except for dj's dental appointment which is in green mm-hmm. and i put the cleaning schedule in pink
4: alex i'll take dental appointments for 50. <laughs> Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Good morning, morning. guys. Just in time, we got your eggs, we got your bacon, we've got your toast, we got your milk, we got your orange juice, and the morning paper sports section on the top.
5: It looks like Jesse. It sounds like Jesse. I think I'll keep him. (laughs) Hey, all Hazel's done so far is make breakfast. (laughs) Well, what do you guys think? They're
2: great. I'll have
4: seconds. Seconds. Okay, seconds for you and seconds for you, all right? Thanks.
3: How come nobody ever asked for a second helping of my eggs?
5: So, uh, Jess... (laughs) Did Michelle eat? Yeah, like a horse. She's sleeping it off in her playpen. Way to go, Jess. I'm sorry, I'm late for work. Joey, buddy, you are on your way. Knock them dead. Blow them away. You're gonna kill them. You're in a very violent business. (laughs) See you guys later. Thanks. Made myself an A. McJesse. All
0: right.
5: (laughs) Did you uh, think of an
4: alternative to Joey's alcove problem? Not yet, but I stayed up all night thinking about it. I thought you had a date. Okay, I stayed up all night. (laughs)
0: Let's
5: keep thinking. All right, see you. Bye, girl. Bye, Sorry, I forgot to pack your lunches. Da, 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 da. Feed bags, young lady. Thanks, Thank you, so Jesse. You're welcome. Bye,
2: Joey.
3: Bye.
2: Good luck, Bye, Joey. Have fun. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you in
3: a month. Uh, two weeks.
4: Well, <laughs> Josh, you better get going, man. You're gonna be late. Now, Josh, <laughs> remember I left all the important shows. We you. can take care of it. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. We don't need you. Now go, T C B, take care of business. Come on, go. But L R N, leave right now. In other to... words, W-A-Y-G. Why aren't you gone? Go! Home. Okay, boy, that cabbage down, boy. The... Hi, Michelle. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. No, I haven't left yet.
1: She's <laughs> not even looking well, at her two weeks and, weeks. and then her mama's
3: <laughs> Something's going on here. I hey, mean, they're having family rituals without me. I can be replaced like that by a rock and roll exterminator. <laughs> yeah, maybe they don't need me.
0: Why?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think you're the only one who cares about me. Mm. You give me a kiss. Ah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Michelle. Okay, Here you stay right there. Tell everyone I'll miss them if they care.
1: Jesse is folding laundry while he's holding Michelle Who's wearing a backwards red cap And he's watching Judge Wapner (laughs) As, of course, you don't get to hear the final verdict Until the judge's verdict, until, you know, the very end (laughs) And Jesse says, hang that dry cleaner, Judge Wapner, hang him <laughs> so Jesse's got the housework done. It's like, all right, time for a little dessert as he takes a finger and dabs it into this gallon of ice cream and puts it in Michelle's mouth and Before he puts the dab of ice cream in her mouth, he's like, oh, Who's your favorite uncle? I know it's me. Go ahead, I'm like, but you're her only uncle. <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> Oh, he picks Michelle up. He's like, hey, pal, you know what time it is? It's time for Michelle Ball. And he lifts up her shirt and gives her a, what is it, a raspberry on the tummy. (sniffs) I don't know. I I don't find that appealing. I don't know. I mean, but then again, I don't have kids. Maybe if I did, I'd see it differently. I don't know. Always with the blowing on the tummy. I don't get that. But Michelle seems to enjoy it. And then there's a ring at the doorbell. Who could that be? Who could it be, Quinny? Really? You've seen this episode before? Okay. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's funny. She's like, alright, we'll go answer the door, and then when we come back, you'll throw me in the air and blow bubbles on my tummy, okay? She's like, uh, no. It's funny how Michelle's wearing that giant hat that clearly belongs to Jesse. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, get up, out, You know what? I'll get the door. <laughs> okay, so this is Joni. Jesse apparently knows her. She's like, oh, hi, Jesse. Hi, Michelle. So, of course, Joey must not have let these ladies know that he was going to be out of town because she's like, oh, where's Joey? And Jesse explains, well, Joey's out and I'm taking over for him. And she's like, oh, good, because it's Joey's afternoon. And of course, Jesse has no idea about it. Like, Joey's afternoon? For what? And she says, to watch the kids. He's like, oh, to watch the kids. Great. Oh, so Joni watches Michelle on Tuesday. So, we see two little rugrats coming through the door. that look like they probably could be in preschool. Or should be. And apparently the other moms take turns the rest of the week. If Joey's there during the day, why does someone else need to watch her exactly? I mean... The bus, if the bus picks the girls up from school, then it clearly must drop them off, right? I mean, you're telling me that Joey can't take Michelle to the grocery store and he can't take her to pick up the dry cleaning or, you know, whatever it is that Joey has to do as far as errands he has to run? I don't know. Barbara and Janice. Played by Barbara Cameron, Candace's mom, and. Janice Sweeten is Jody's mom. And apparently Jesse's never heard of Barbara and Janice. He only knows Joni. Because <laughs> here comes Barbara. With this kid. So there's Robbie and Ryan and some other kid. Of course Joni says, well, my Robbie doesn't get along with Barb's Benji. So I'll try to keep them separate him. Oh, no, no, no. Not my problem if they don't get along. I mean, it's a big house. Yeah, one can be in the kitchen the other one can be in the... No, he's got a baby to take care of. He can't be policing these kids and their behaviorals. If you don't get along, suck it up or take him somewhere else. (laughs) Jesse is trying to be as cool about this as humanly possible without blowing his top. He's like, and here I thought I'd have nothing to do today. <laughs> like, my plate's already not full enough as it is. So, here comes Jody's mom, Janice, with a blonde haired mullet boy. <laughs> so, Jesse's like, Look, I got this. I, I, I am very good with kids, as you can see. I'm holding Michelle. Just have a nice day, shop, do whatever you do, and, and everything will be just fine. And the ladies look very apprehensive now about leaving Jesse. In charge of their kids, practically shoves the ladies out the door like, "I got this!" My, 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 my. Out the door, out the door. Just shuts it, locks it. Like, and we thank you. Okay. Ugh. Oh, Jesse like glares over the top of well, uh, with a tight-lipped smile on his face, and all four of these boys just glare right back at Jesse. So, <laughs> Jesse puts Michelle back in her playpen and says, "All right, attention all crumb gobblers. Joseph's out of town. Big J's in. Ch- oh my gosh, did I just get a Small Wonder ref? Oh my gosh. The kid Jamie on Small Wonder, which I've been covering the show Small Wonder for over 2 <laughs> years now. Um yeah, and the kid on that show, he calls himself occasionally the Big J. And that's just as bad as when Ricky Schroeder, who plays Ricky Stratton on Silver Spoons, would refer to himself as the Ricker. Small, little, annoying things that drive me nuts. So, luckily for Jesse, I can accept it because Jesse's a grown man and not a child. I like how Jesse pretty much just leaves, he's honest. He lays down a wall. We're like, hey, like, it's. This simple. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. The choice is yours. And the kids start throwing the laundry that Jesse has folded. He's got the coffee table, the couch, the laundry basket which is right by the couch. All full of folded laundry. That probably took him quite a while to do because there's umpteen people in that house. And he's got to do all their laundry. Hey. If you're living in a house with that many people, would you rather do the dishes or would you rather do all the laundry? I honestly am not a fan of laundry. That's why Jeremy does our laundry because I suck at folding. I'm just not good at it. That's why I would never work at a Kohl's or a clothing store where you have to fold the clothes because I I just i am horrible at it. (laughs) <laughs> I would prefer just to do the da- do the dishes and get those done. And this kid, the short-haired blonde kid wearing red, is like, Laundry fight! Every Jesse says the choice is yours. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. They start flinging laundry at Jesse. And he's like, bad choice. Look, I spent all dick. Ugh. Oh, my God. Hopefully those ladies are not gone for the whole day because I would be ripping my hair out. Kids will be hanging out in the garage or, I don't know. Just throw on a movie. Put on a movie. Sit them down. They'll be quiet, hopefully. Or, hey, even better, put them outside in the backyard with a, uh, a, a soccer ball and have them, like, get their energy out and tire them out. There you go. This is coming from someone who doesn't have kids. <laughs> Just like this is what I would do. You gotta burn off that energy. They, they Honestly, all all of the four of these kids will think they could be in preschool or nursery school or something. I mean, Stephanie and Deej are going to school and these kids don't look, honestly, they don't look much younger than what Stephanie is. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, gentlemen, I don't think we should be throwing laundry this afternoon. They're all like, putting the laundry on Jesse said one even flings a piece so far it lands in Michelle's playpen luckily it doesn't hit her in the face because that would have been a problem then I'm like alright that's enough oh I would have been so angry first Jesse is like how would Cosby handle this
4: we'll be right back Judge Wapner's decision after this hang that dry cleaner Judge Wapner hang him <laughs> All right, we got the housework done. Time for a little dessert. Here you go. Who's your favorite uncle? <laughs> I know it's me. Go.
0: It's George. a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> only little
4: uncle. Time this, pal. It's time for a little game. I like to call Michelle Ball. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. We'll go answer the door. But when we come back, you'll throw me up in the air and blow bubbles on my tummy. Okay? <laughs> Get it? Blow bubbles on. I'll get the door. <laughs> oh, hi, Joni. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Michelle. Where's Joey? Joey? Uh, well, he's he's out of town, and I'm taking over for him. Oh, good. Because it's Joey's afternoon. Oh, Joey's afternoon. I was
1: like, he didn't clear it
4: with watch. me, so watch the kids. it ain't
0: happening.
2: So watch the kids. I <laughs> watch Michelle on Tuesdays, and the other moms take turns the rest of the week. The other moms? Yeah. Like Barbara and Janice.
4: Barbara and Janice. <laughs> Barbara! Hi, Hi. Hi,
0: Hi Candace's Mom.
4: Hi, Robbie. Hi,
0: My Robbie doesn't get
4: along with Barb's Benji, so try and keep them separated. Is <laughs> oh, problem? I, I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jesse. Hey, oh. mom. Jody's mom. Hi, 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 much for coming. Go ahead, my friend. Listen, I'm very good with children. You girls go have fun. Have a nice day, shop, do whatever you do, come back. Do whatever you do. Bye-bye, you. What are Bye-bye, they doing? Bye, going out lunch? Thank you. <laughs> 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 Attention all crumb Joseph's out of town. Big J's in charge here. It's quite simple. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. The choice is yours. Laundry fight! Bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I spent all day cleaning. Gentlemen, listen. That I kid with that a, a mullet
1: needs a haircut. <laughs> haircut. It's a, just a ranny overgrown mullet for <laughs> a child.
4: Well, thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs> How would Cosby handle this? I'm
0: yeah. just. So.
1: Now the girls are in the kitchen, Jesse's getting dinner going, it's very, such an elaborate dinner, it's like there's a lot of stuff going on, like deviled eggs and like a, some type of a salad, taco salad, something, and then we got some celery and some, I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, when the girls say, I miss Joey, and Jesse says, not as much as I miss Joey. He's only been gone, what, a day? So, uh, the girls, they're hungry. It's like, maybe he should eat without Daddy. You know, sometimes he comes home real late. And Jesse's like, no, but a family should always eat together. The girls need to eat so they can get on with their nighttime activities and then eventually get ready. But it's important that they stay on a schedule. Did he make deviled eggs? I mean, I love deviled eggs, but it's just, that is a lot of food. And DJ asks, can we start on some vegetables? And then she said, did I say vegetables? I must be starving. While Jesse's back is turned, while he's, uh, stirring up those mashed taters, DJ steals a celery stalk, because she is starving. Finally, Danny! It's like, thank goodness, now we can eat! It's like going on, like, 7 o'clock. Where have you been? Because he's like, hi, honey, I'm home! And Jesse, of course, is irritated, because... His food's probably just been sitting in the oven. It's probably overcooked. It's not going to taste as good. Just, uh, Danny waves like, hey, girls. And they're like, hi, Danny. I love how DJ like, hides the celery stalk under the table because she's like waving with it in her hand. So Danny does apologize for being late. Like, Sorry I'm late. I had to rush out to cover a Warriors practice session because Danny's a sportscaster. Is this a last-minute thing? I was just, like, adding, oh, Danny's, like, out the door ready to come, you know, head home and eat. And they're like, oh, wait, Danny, can you rush to the stadium for the Warriors? They're having a practice. Sorry, it's last minute, but we really need you to come. A practice, not a game, a practice. Rush out to Oakland. Which is like thirty plus minutes in, uh, okay, according to this thing, and heavy, heavy traffic or whatever—I don't know—but it's like a half-hour drive. Like. Danny's like, uh, "Traffic was miserable," explaining away his excuse. And of course, Jesse doesn't care. It's like I've been—I'm—I'm I'm dead on my feet. I—I'm done after this dinner because I can't take it anymore. He's like, "Give me a break." Okay? You have no idea what I've had to deal with all day. You having to rush out to a Warriors game last minute is nothing compared to what I've been doing all day. And mind you, this is Joey's day-to-day thing. He He can take it in stride. It's easy for him because he's got a system going. We don't know it because we've never seen him do any of this, but... Just one day that you know Jesse is like, I am aching to get back to the exterminator business, which is easy peasy, is basically just sitting in a vehicle driving from one appointment to another and taking care of stuff, and not having to wrangle children that aren't yours, or that you're not responsible for. Oh my goodness, and there was four of them guys, four little rugrats. That were just all over the place. I mean, that on top of taking on care of a nine-month-old? Oi! No thank you. Right, Quinn? I know! Aren't you happy that, you know, you don't got to run away from children? and Stuff like that? I mean, you have a hamster sister. Easy peasy, huh? Right? I know! That's right, Quinny! Do you wish that you were in Full House? You could be the cat of the show. You could hang out with Comet the dog. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? To have a dog around? No? Okay. She has no response for that. Right? (laughs) Just a simple eye roll. Like, you're kidding me, right? No dog. Danny's like, huh? And Jesse's like, don't haw me. Yeah, he's like, you waltz in here 25 minutes late, I might add, and expect sympathy? Uh, not gonna happen. Jesse's had a day, and Danny is about to get an earful. An earful, guys. And Danny's like, well, I didn't know you. And Jesse starts listing everything he's had to do. He says I have cleaned the house and washed and ironed your clothes and ran a daycare center for socially deviant munchkins, not planned by the way. And while Jesse's doing this, he's plopping large amounts of mashed potatoes onto everyone's plate and missed Oprah. I also ran this one to a ballet listen, and this one to the dentist. No cavities, thank you very much. As he like lifts DJ Jesse lifts DJ's head up, sp- spreads her 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 mouth open like Ugh, see no cavities, see her teeth, no cavities. Yeah, he and then he's like, do you realize I've slaved over a hot stove so you could have a hot meal when you come home, huh? And then he's like, oh, I'm turning into June Cleaver. But June Cleaver, I don't think, complained at all. At least not the episodes of Leave it a Beaver that I watched. She never complained. She might not have openly complained, but you know she was burning off that uh, irritation in other forms. She had to. It's like, you if you can't verbally express your frustrations, you're going to express them in other ways. Hopefully healthy ways and non-destructive ways. But you have to have an outlet for that. Or eventually it's going to build up and you're just going to blow up at somebody that doesn't really deserve it. And Danny's like, J- Jesse, I'm, I'm sorry. And Jesse's like, sorry. Sorry. See,
0: I'm sorry.
1: Sorry doesn't change the fact that my chicken Tetrazini is ruined. Ruined. Look at it. As he pulls it out of the oven. Sticks it right under Danny's nose. Smell that. That is dried out chicken and dried out noodles. Have fun gumming this down. All dried out. No one wants dried out chicken and dried out noodles. And and Jesse even says, do you have the common courtesy to call me and tell me you're going to be 25 minutes late? No. That would have been nice. Like, hey, I know you got to rush to do your Warriors practice daily, But how about a phone call before you zip out the door to the of the station to your car? I know cell phones didn't exist. But pay phones or use your, the work phone. Like, hey, look, I got to make a personal call. It'll take me five seconds. Da, da, da. Yes, look, I got to run to the Warriors game. Practice real, real quick. I'll be like a half hour late. Just heads up. I mean, yes, it was a last minute thing, but it doesn't take... It takes less than a minute to make that phone call. Just say heads up, I'm gonna be between a half hour to an hour late. Just feed the girls, let them eat, so that way you all don't gotta wait for me. It's common courtesy. Common courtesy. I mean, this is common courtesy. No way was during the aftershocks episode was Danny gonna be like, hey, look, there may be an earthquake um, happening in less like 25 minutes if. I'm not home when I say I'm going to be home. It's probably because I'm stuck in traffic and there's an earthquake going on. So just... Because that you cannot predict that. You can't predict. There isn't an app that says when an earthquake is going to happen. It's not like the weather app where it says, Hey, this drizzle is going to stop in 15 minutes. And then it will be like sleet after. Or, or something to that. Because, you know, weather changes, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Jesse starts it with, well, I'm not, I am not an animal. That sounds like he's quoting the elephant man. I swear there was a, I've never seen the movie itself, but I know there's a scene where he says, I am not an animal. I am a human being, or something to that effect. Oh, he says, I am not an elephant. I am not an animal. I am a human being. I am a man. And Jesse's like, Oh my gosh what ha- what's happening to me? <laughs> He's like putting a hand on Danny's chest like <laughs> I'm turning into June Cleaver. It would be June Cleaver behind the scenes. That's the that's what you don't see in the television show is her just losing it. Jesse, like, slides, like, stumbles into a chair. And you see DJ and Stephanie are just, they are looking shell-shocked at, like, what is going on here? Because Danny's, like, putting his hands on Jesse's shoulder, like, Jesse, you are a human being. The first day is always the t- Yeah, This is just the first day, guys. This is just the first day. Of 14 days. Mind you, if Danny's got, you know, weekends off, it's not a big deal because there's an extra set of, you know, there's an extra person there to help out. But, oh my goodness gracious sake. As he puts his head on the table, like, oh. <laughs> and Danny's like, hey, my sad little soldier, this will perk you up. I figured out the perfect solution to Joey's alcove problem. So just <laughs> Danny talked to some contractors and during the next two weeks we are going to build Joey his own bedroom. Well, that's awesome. I mean back in like 1987, I mean this is great, honestly, that they are able to get contractors and get this work like completed over the course of two weeks. That the, the contractors are ready to go, they can get it done. Wow, that is just awesome sauce. I'm still amazed that I was able to get everything done that we needed to get done when it was time to get ready to sell our house. Mind you, this was in 2020 when a lot of stuff was just not only were, you know, contractors like back they were backed up because when you know, the governor finally given the release of, you know, people that can come to your house and work on stuff. They're getting orders upon orders. And I'm just thinking, I have so much, to, little time, so little time to be able to get this all done before August. So basically, we had like a few months to get all of this stuff that the realtor said, this should be fixed. it should be taken care of. And you gotta get this done. And it's just like, we wanted to get the floor done. In the kitchen. We want to do this. We want to get rooms painted. This, 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 this. But, it, somehow, it clicked into place and it got done. He just a good idea! And, of course, she oh, great. Another room for me to clean. Well, I don't think you need to be cleaning it. Because once Joey gets back, he'll be taking care of it. First... DJ's like, Uncle Jesse, your chicken's pretty good. Of course, Stephanie adds, yeah, it's just a little dry. (laughs) Oh, you know that Stephanie was, she had that card to play. She's like, oh, I'm gonna gonna test him. I'm gonna test him while he's down. Like, oh, it's just a little dry. And I love how she leans, because her chair's, like, right next to Jesse's, who's on the corner there. And she leans into him, and he leans into her, and it's just so cute. Oh, she gives him a kiss! Ah! So cute. One real quick thing. When we break from this scene of the kids throwing laundry on Joey's head, those kids in that little daycare situation... Right as we're flipping from this scene to the next scene, we do see John's, it's almost like John Stamless breaks character for a hot second because he's got a smile on his face. I'm <laughs> just like, they, Jesse would not have a smile on his face.
2: Hey, I miss, miss Joey already. already. Yeah, me too.
4: Not like I miss him. <laughs> what
2: is <laughs> in there exactly? About
4: Jesse,
2: maybe we should eat without Daddy. Sometimes he comes home
4: real late. But A family should always eat together. Now we'll give your father five more minutes, okay?
2: Can we start on some vegetables? <laughs> did I say vegetables? You did. I must be starving. <laughs> what is that bread stuff in?
5: Hi room? honey, I'm home. <laughs> oh.
0: Hi girls. Hi.
5: I'm sorry I'm late. At the last minute, I had to rush out to Oakland to cover a Warriors practice session. Traffic was miserable. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, he don't want to hear it. Don't
4: me. You waltz in here 25 minutes late and expect sympathy? Well, I didn't know you. I have cleaned the house and (laughs) washed a a lot of mashed potatoes and ran a daycare center for socially deviant munchkins (laughs) and missed Oprah. This one to a ballet lesson This one to the dentist No cavities, thank you very much <laughs> Do you realize that I have slaved over a hot stove So you could have a hot meal when you come home? Huh?
0: <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry
4: Sorry <laughs> Sorry Sorry doesn't change the fact that my chicken tetrazzini is ruined
0: Ruined <laughs> It's all dried
4: out but do you have the common courtesy to call me and tell me you're going to be 25 minutes late? No! <laughs> <laughs> I am not an animal. You're not
1: the elephant man oh either, Oh my God, so what's relax, happening to me?
4: Yeah.
5: I'm turning into Joe Cleaver. Real, real sad, <laughs> the
1: elephant man.
5: Uh, you are a beautiful human being. Jesse, the first day is always the toughest (laughs) Hey, my sad little soldier This'll perk you up I figured out the perfect solution To Joey's alcove problem I talked to some contractors And during the next two weeks We are going to build Joey his own bedroom
2: Good idea
5: Oh, great Another room for me to clean
2: (laughs)
0: Your chicken's pretty good. Yeah.
1: It's just a little dry. uh Yeah. <laughs> Aw. So in the next scene, Joey is back from the tour. It's been two weeks. He... Th- <laughs> this is just his nature. But then again, I guess in a way, it kind of is mine, too. Where you come in, you start just throwing stuff wherever. He throws his bag of clothes... Down by the coffee table, and then he chucks underhand his duffel bag and realizes, Where's all my stuff? I have a cot that's folded up that should be here with clothes draped over it, and I don't see any of that stuff. So, yeah, Joey left for this tour thinking that the family didn't need him and didn't want him there. So now he's returning to seeing his stuff gone. This would, I I feel Joey is 100% validated in how he reacts. And the thing is, I've said about Joey, it's one thing when Jesse gets irritated, but when Joey gets irritated and angry, he is broilingly, like, you you need to step back, because Joey is about to let loose, like, oh, whoa. Oh, ah. Joey, honestly, it's like one of those people that it's funny and goofy all the time and everything, but it's like when they get serious and angry, it's like, you better watch out. Like, one of those people you do not want to pee off at all. That's the thing. And that's the thing with Jeremy. Before he and I even started dating, and we worked together, and I just, the image of Jeremy that I was seeing was, you know, that's his his, his work self. You know, he's nice, he's friendly, whatever. But then when we started dating and and eventually we're married and stuff, very, very rarely, it's like one of those people that does not get angry very often, but when they do, you better watch out because they will unload. Let's just say, those are the people you don't want to pee off is all I'm saying. You know, everyone, even the nicest person in the world does have a breaking point and you do not want to hit it. Yeah, we actually see as Joey stops and turns and looks at the alcove, which I like this setup as far as nice little built-in bookshelves with a stained glass window in the middle that's got this old decorative um, little model ship there. But I like like the padded seating area, which looks really cool for like, hey, I want to snuggle up with a a book or something like that. I just like that little alcove nook area. Of course, we do see Stephanie kind of sneaking a peek at the door. It's like she's the lookout waiting for Joey to get back. She got it! The duck flies at midnight! She got it! End of the episode, she finally got it. So, of course, everything's been done. It's ready to go. We haven't. So, we see it. We see the results. The reveal when Joey sees it. And I love how. Because, Je- um, Jesse and the girls and Danny, they're all hanging around at the kitchen table. They're playing Monopoly. That's a game where it's like you clear your whole day because that game takes forever. <laughs> Unless there's a short version to play, which there might be. But. Yeah, there's an episode of The Wonder Years where um, this one friend of Kevin Arnold's was playing, like, hey, do you want to play Monopoly again? I'm thinking, <laughs> again, no, like I said, that is a game that takes hours. It, that is like I said, you clear your whole schedule for that. But Danny's like, all right, everyone, be cool. Just be cool, be calm, don't let in, let on that uh, we've done anything. I'm gonna pull off this nonchalant... Oh, hey, Joey. What's up? You here? Cool. And then they go back to their game like it's no big deal. Joey is really... He's trying to be somewhat polite, but there is an edge to his tone. He's like, uh, hello? Like, I'm... It's not so much like, hello? No one came out to greet me at the door. It's a, hello, is in where is my stuff? But we haven't gotten there. And... You know, Danny's like, oh, how'd the college tour to go? And Joey's like, oh, fine. Real good. It's like he's, uh, he's like, it's slowly starting to simmer. This pot is slowly starting to simmer. He's like, how'd everything go here? And then Jesse's like, oh, yeah, real cool. I mean, the house is cool. The kids are cool. Everything's cool. Everyone is just being so nonchalant about everything. Being very evasive in their answers. Like quick one or two worded answers. And of course Jessie, like, hey, there's Peking duck in the fridge for you if you want it. And Joey finally is like, uh, just out of curiosity, would anyone happen to know where all my stuff is? You know, if the girls weren't there and in and the, in the with the with Jesse and Danny, that Joey would not be this nice and polite about this. He would he would let loose if the girls were not there. And Danny says, "Yeah, well, we moved it down to the garage, as in what Joey thinks is still the garage, as in where his car is, where all this is like." Well, you were already, most of your stuff was down there anyway. We figured we'd help you out and throw the rest of it down there. Because that's where you'll stay, in the garage. It's almost like they're like, oh, well, we throw the rest of your junk slash stuff down into the basement, where or in the garage, where you'll now be living. Almost like, hey, we kicked you out of the alcove and you can go stay in the basement. So Joey's done. He, he's he's over. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe there's something else you'd like to tell me, like, uh, goodbye. So he's, he's pretty much like, well, I'm not staying here for this. For this garbage treatment. First, you don't even care that I'm leaving and now that I'm back, you could care less whether I just walk right back out the door. And the way Danny's like, Joey, like, come on, Joey, you're making a big deal out of this, it's like, and Joey's like, adios, amscray. And even Dika's like, Joey? It's like, hit the road, Joey, that kind of thing. The way they're like, they're acting like he's making a big deal out of it. But seriously, if you were in Joey's shoes and that was the reception walking in the door, the same as it was when you were leaving, wouldn't you be like, okay, enough's enough. I, I'm not doing this. It's just the... Thankless, the ungratefulness of it all. It's like, and just like, hey, Joey, your stuff's going in the the garage. Go check it out. Yeah. And Joey says, yeah, I'll go check it out. And then I'll pack it up. You just throw all my stuff down in the garage. So basically the family's just probably thinking like, just let Joey get it out. We get he's frustrated. You know, and this, honestly, this was not the way to let's all just be nonchalant and cool about it as Joey's gonna rant and rave like, you know he's going to. And then that way when he sees the big reveal, he's gonna give us a big ol' apology after. Yeah, he's like, why do not you just fling it out on the front lawn? Like, you, since you clearly don't care that I'm here. Yeah, no, he's like, am I still getting my mail here or did you forward it to the gutter? As soon as Joey starts heading downstairs, the family gets up from their chairs and they start following him downstairs. Because they want to be there when Joey sees the big reveal. I mean, it's great to be a surprise, but did they have to go this route? They They knew he was really... Just let him rant and rave And as he's heading down the stairs, cause it's like he's turning corner he's like, I didn't demand to move in here, okay? I volunteered to help out. It's like, I didn't ask you. You came to me. Oh my gosh! This room is gorgeous! It's gorgeous. I want it. I would love to live in this little hole. It's like a downstairs basement apartment. It's so great. And it's amazing how much This thing goes from the garage to Joey's room to eventually the studio. And I think that's pretty much. Well, wait a minute. And then after that in Fuller House, it becomes Stephanie's bedroom. And then it becomes the bedroom for her and Jimmy and baby Danielle in the final season of Fuller House. As Joey said, if you didn't need my help, all you had to do, all you had to say was. And then he sees it and he's like, Joey is an idiot. <laughs> the family is grinning ear to ear like Cheshire cats. They are just so stoked they you know it's like the payoff his expression is just the the biggest payoff for all of this. I honestly think like this should have been the first. If you're staying with someone, you're, you're going to want a room. Especially if you're staying with someone long term. You're going to want, like, I need to have a room. I need to have my own space. Otherwise, this is not going to. I mean, think about it. Would he have just stayed? Can you imagine if he had stayed in that alcove for eight seasons? No. No. Because eventually, he does get his room. He gets uh, Jesse's old bedroom. Turns into his room. And then it turns into, uh, Ramona's, or Jackson's room in Fuller House. And then again into Ramona's room. And so that, all these rooms just, they've been transformed so many times. And it just seems like Joey is getting really choked. It's just the idea of it. I mean, he doesn't have his own space since he had his own, probably his own apartment before he, unless he lived with his mom before he came, which I don't think he did. It's like, I, I got it. Bathroom, he mentioned something about my Jets, is in, like, maybe um, a hockey team or something. He uh, says Manny, which I'm guessing that's uh, the uh, the mannequin's name, I guess, might be Manny. I don't know. Um, like my Bed, bathroom. Is there a shower in there? I hope so. Must be a shower. It had to be a shower. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's just the layout everything is so cool. And he's you got a nightstand, a bed. I like how he's got like a little <clears throat> the way the behind the bed there's all this the shelf with all the you know his stuff and all that cool and the planets and the solar system things over there and you got a dresser with a but it's just And I like, like, it's like little, like, patio lawn furniture stuff. And apparently they got that from Joey's mom. Like, maybe he had been storing some stuff there. The mannequin, of course, is dressed in hockey gear, which is cool. (laughs) Joey's like, my bed As he jumps up and down on it like a big kid. Which is like, yeah, it's like, this is all my stuff. Thank you. And it's like, oh. And Joey probably, you know, eventually, once he comes down off that, I got my own bed, I got my own room! Once he comes down off that high, he's like, this must have cost you a fortune. And Danny puts an arm on his shoulder and says, you don't, don't even want to ask me about how much this cost. <laughs> Joey's like, I love it! As he jumps up instead. And Danny's like, you deserve it! <laughs> okay, so Joey asks where all the furniture came from. His old furniture came from his mom. And he said, well, what about all the junk down here? And this is the first mention, I think, so far that we've gotten of the attic. So, yeah. The attic let Jesse, Becky, and Nikki, and Alex will be in until Fuller House when Kimmy and Fernando are staying up there. Motorcycles in the backyard. Where's Joey's car? Oh, maybe he took that with him. So that'd be out on the street. Where are we going to park our cars? There was only enough room in the garage for his vehicle. You would not be parking more a car and a motorcycle, yes, because we did see Jesse's motorcycle in there, but you're not parking more than one car in that garage. Parking them on the street. The cars are on this in the street. Great, that's awesome thing I was telling Jeremy down here, it's like looking at some of these houses, like, well, where are the garage? Because I know when we get a house again, it's like, no, we need to have a garage. I'm not parking on no street. Like, no, thank you. And I'm seeing, like, going down some of these roads and stuff and seeing these cars on the street. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. I need to have a garage. That's how it's gotta be. Not parallel parking. Have not had to do it. Since my driver's test, never, ever, ever going to parallel park. If my life depended on it, I'm not doing it. i gotten this far (laughs) without doing it, and I'm just just not anymore, ever. Joey just looks around like, wow, this was a garage? This must have costed you a fortune to redo this. Danny takes a step towards Joey and says, don't ask. And this is where Danny puts a hand on Joey's shoulder and says, Joey, you're my best friend. And you're doing me the biggest favor of my life by helping me raise my girls. Like, this is the least I could do for you. Danny says, this is just our way of saying thanks. And Joey says, no one has ever done anything like this for me before. And I'm like, I am getting, I don't know why, but I am tearing up. If somebody did this for me, I would be... Bawling with happiness like oh just to think that you would spend that kind of money on me to do something like this just means so oh my goodness and I love how Joey says and the best part about this is as much as I really love my new room so you guys really want me here cause that was the thing leaving he felt he, Jesse was basically just rushing him out the door like go 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 we don't as in we don't need you here right now or we just we don't need you and just leaving for that tour for two weeks with that being at the back of his mind. Can you imagine how distracting that would have been while he's trying to make people laugh? While he's thinking about how, you know, his, you know, family, who he's, people who he's living with don't want him. And they act like they don't need him there. And it's just, oh my gosh. And of course, like, these doubts being placed in Joey's head. Like, for you to do all this means you guys really want him here. And Danny's like, of course we want you here, and of course now the family's realizing, like, well, we're sorry if we made me, if we made you think that we we didn't want you here. Oh my gosh, Danny, I love this. He says, "Are you kidding? You're a part of our family." He says, "Face it, pal, you're a Tanner." Danny, <laughs> Danny gives Joey a hug. Aww. Jesse says, welcome home, Joseph. Tomorrow you're on the day shift. (laughs) Like, I am not doing this. Don't ask me to do this ever (laughs) again. You know that Jesse would, he's like, I really appreciate my exterminator job so much more. (laughs) I'm sorry if I ever complained about it. DJ, give it up already. You're not getting your own room till season five. She's like, Steph, I got great news. This means you can move into the alcove. No. Let it go, DJ. Let it go already. You know she's going to be angling again in season three like, I need my own room. And then in season five, she finally gets her wish. It takes four seasons, but she eventually gets her own room. Stephanie says, oh, DJ, you're too good to me. It's all yours. And Joey says, thanks for the room, everybody. And I love how Danny's, like, throwing it back in Joey's face, like, forward your mail to the gutter. Come on, Joey. Bring your stuff on the lawn. Huh? And Joey's like, I was kidding. I'm a comedian in the kidding business. <laughs> and Jesse says, kid this, buddy. And he, Jesse jumps at Joey. And he tackles him to the bed. Oh, it's so cute. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs>
0: I'm back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: the dog <dark> flying at
4: midnight! <laughs> I got it! Okay, everybody be cool. Don't say a thing, okay? Who's Turns? What do you got there? Okay, I'd like to... By Indiana,
5: all right, five hundred dollars. Okay. Okay, I'll the change. There you go. All right, whose turn? Is
0: it? Uh, hello. Hi, Joe. I'm Joey.
5: I right, whose turn? Is it? How did the college tour go? Fine,
4: real good. good. How'd everything go here? Oh, real cool. House is cool. Kids are cool. There's some Peking duck in the fridge for you. Just out of
3: curiosity, would anybody happen to know where all my stuff is? Yeah, we we moved it down to the garage. All right. Oh, I see. Okay, I think it's your turn. Well, uh, maybe there's something else you'd like to tell me,
5: like uh, goodbye. Joey.
4: Adios, amscray, hit the road, Joey. Joey, your stuff is in the garage. Go check it out. Oh, I'll check it out.
3: And then I'll pack it up. You just threw all my stuff down in the garage? Why didn't you just fling it out on the front lawn? Am I still getting my mail here, or did you forward it to the gutter? demand to move in here. I volunteered to help out. If you didn't need my help, all you had to say was... Joey is an idiot. (laughs) I got a bathroom, my jets, Manny, my bed. (laughs) I love it! you deserve
0: it <laughs>
3: how'd you guys get my old furniture your mom what happened to all the junk that was down here attic where's your motorcycle backyard hey where are we gonna park our cars street <laughs> this was the garage
5: danny this must have cost a fortune don't ask
0: <laughs>
5: joey you're my best friend and you're doing me the biggest favor of my life by helping me raise my girls. This is just our way of saying thanks.
3: No one has ever done anything like this for me before. And the best part is, as great as my new room is, you guys
5: really want me here. Are you kidding? You're a part of our family. Face it, pal, you're a tanner. (laughs)
4: Welcome home, Joseph. Tomorrow, you're on the day shift.
2: Steph, I got great news. This means you can move into the alcove. You're too good to me. It's all yours.
5: Thanks for the room, everybody. Forward your mail to the gutter, huh? Fling your stuff on the lawn, huh?
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm a comedian. I'm in the
3: kidding business. Get this,
0: buddy. (laughs) All
1: right, I hope you all enjoy the episode. And I want (laughs) to wish Dave Coulier a happy birthday, even though his birthday was like two days ago, (laughs) because it's the 23rd. So, let's see, best outfit of the episode, I, I think I kind of, the only thing I thought even was cool looking would have been um, Joey's Marlboro Adventure map lining jacket, really honestly, is the only thing I can really think of that was even kind of cool. Uh, worst outfit, like I said before, Stephanie's shirt, white shirt with the, uh, the girl with the yarn here coming out. I just, I thought it was really was not cool and just not good at all. I mean, clearly these aren't name brand clothes. It's a seamstress or, um, wardrobe making, someone's making these clothes because this is nothing that you would be finding on the racks in a store anywhere in 1987, so... Tanner teachable moment of this episode, I'm gotta say, is in regards to Joey. Someone's giving you a space. Don't just keep your space neat. Don't. But then again, I mean, as far as everyone else, it's like you want to surprise someone and stuff with something. Don't be all nonchalant, like, oh. Like, like they were with Joey, like, just, or making him feel, like, unwanted or unneeded and stuff when he's, it just, I felt, I really did feel bad for Joey. I felt like, yes, his anger was 100% warranted, and it's just, like, it's cool you want to surprise someone with something, but don't be all nonchalant, like, hmm. I, don't, I don't know, I guess that's pretty much it for that, and I, And I know that Joey was doing, well, he probably would have let Jesse know about that whole daycare, babysitting, whatever situation he had with those other neighbor ladies if Jesse wasn't apparently shoving him out the door. Uh, Another thing, like, come on, man, if you know, if you gotta run somewhere real quick, just, it takes less than a minute probably to make a phone call and let them know, like, hey, I'm gonna be late. Now you can't do that for an earthquake, but you can do that if you got to rush out the door at a last minute thing. That you can do. Granted this was the time when there really weren't cell phones around like we have now to do that, but so for <clears throat> next week being the first uh, partial week in October, I know that things got a little jumbled and I'll explain that after I'm done here. Um, for the Back to School series part three, I'll be covering season four, episode six of Full House, A Pinch for a Pinch, which aired October 26th, 1990. In this episode, Jesse gives Michelle bad advice on how to handle a bully. Yes, Aaron Bailey. He's going to be here for, (laughs) till season eight. We have him for a very long time. So that will be October 1st. And then the 8th, I believe, is going to be Working Girl. And then... I'm just trying to see what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, Yeah, so we got that, we got Working Girl. We got... I think I'm going to have a break in there. The 15th. And then the 22nd will be for Elias Harker's birthday. Will be f- season 5 of Fuller House. Basic training where Mac Max gets to skip a grade. And it turns out him trying to adjust to middle school life isn't really working. So he tries to change his image. And then the 29th, of course, I'll be doing the final episode of the Back to School series, which will be a pinch for a pinch. And then, I'm going to let y'all know right now, um, October is going to be the last month of 2021. That I'm going to be covering Full House episodes. I'm taking November and December off to maybe pre-record for January. And do a couple other you know, shows that I do podcasts for. I'm just, I was going to do a podcast and life thing, but I think I'll just let you guys know now. I am not quitting podcasting. Don't worry. You know, I'm still loving this. It's just, I've had a job now for not quite a month and it's, I've been without a job for over a year and it's, this job that I'm doing is a lot more physically demanding than I think I've ever done and it's 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 a full-time job and it's just trying to adjust to that and getting home and trying to get enough sleep and trying to wake up enough so I have enough time of my day before I have to go to my job it's like I wake up and I have like three hours before I have to go to my job and I'm there for the whole day and it's just it's been um it's been a major adjustment um I only have Thursdays and Fridays off now. I don't have any weekends. Uh, this isn't a job that I... I'll be honest. I'm grateful for this job. I think, well, I think well, I have one. But I don't want... This is not a forever job for me. This is a... This is a paycheck job until something better comes along that I actually want to do. And I know I'm getting personal here, but... <laughs> It has been really just mentally touch and go, just trying to adjust to stuff and whatnot. And and also, it's, it's not just, you know, the podcasting, but it's also, you know, trying to have, do other things, you know, making time for reading and all that stuff and... Trying to have time for my husband and I to be able to see each other now. Because we work different work schedules. and So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, January, like I do with, with Jesse. I usually reserve January for Jesse episode type series. Um, I want to do Jesse and the girls. So there'll be... We got the beat with Stephanie... There'll be The Devil Made Me Do It with Jessie and Michelle. And I'm trying to think of... Um, I think Fogged In, I think, is the one that I wanted to focus on with Jessie and DJ. The Just So no You Way episode, I'm saving that for the serious episodes. So um, I'll be getting into that. Another thing, I don't want to... Say, I'm going to do this movie this month. I don't want to make any promises anymore because I know I can't always keep them. Things happen. I get focused on one thing. And then what I'm saying is I don't want anything to seem rushed or half-hearted. Like I'm not putting myself into it. I don't want to seem like I'm bored doing this. And I'm not. But if I can't put my whole energy and my whole self into something, then to me that's not worth doing. And it's not what I want you guys to hear. And I know it sounds like I'm complaining and I really, I'm not. It's just (laughs) trying to adjust to um, not having as much free time anymore as I did. I I guess I could say I kind of got a little spoiled. Uh having that time but then again, like I said, the majority of 2021 we were in a hotel room so it's been one uh crazy adventure and I just pray I pray that 2022 is like a fresh start because even though Jeremy and I have been here in Texas for a year now, it doesn't really feel like it because of the whole house winter storm in a hotel room for the half the the year, and just it, just, it doesn't feel legit, like a legit real year, where we're in just one place, so, yeah, um, yep, and then, let's see, um, I will be continuing my Small Wonder, it's just, that's just a monthly podcast, so it takes me two years to cover one season, I started season two, uh, Small Wonder in January, so, Let's see, and um, with Punky Brewster, I will get to, I want to do at least episode two. If I can get to episode three in December, that would be awesome, but again, I do not want to make promises. As I'll just say, I'll leave it at this. I will get to it when I can get to it. I, I don't want to make any promises. But I will be continuing it. Don't, just don't, don't, uh. That I'm just dropping it I know there have been podcasts that I'm just like I want to do this and then I only do A handful of episodes Everwood, American Dreams Boy Meets World It's like I'm good with coming up with ideas But it's another thing With some of them that I mean Come January, I'll have been podcasting for five years. I think that is the longest time I have ever committed to anything. And that's including the weight loss, which um, thanks to this job I'm doing and the physical demands on my body, (laughs) I've lost probably just in this month alone at least three pounds in over three weeks. And it's just, I know that was the biggest thing when I am like, hey, I got a job. And my family's like, or I'm going to get a job. And they're like, hey, that'll be great. So you can work off that weight. Just even when I went to Michigan, it's just all my grandma's like, great. Now you can start focusing on that weight because you really need to. I've been hearing that for, and I know honestly. When you get to be, I'm 39 now, and I when it it t- originally took me, and I do apologize, you know, for getting personal. If you guys don't want to, you know, listen to this, you don't have to. You can stop the podcast, whatever. Um, but this is just me getting a little personal here. Actually, I'm gonna have to go grab some groceries shortly. Um, <sighs> it took me two years. I started in 2000, no, 2010. Uh, January t- 2010, when I worked at Rite Aid, there's a Biggest Loser campaign between, you know, the pharmacy and the front end cashiers. And at first I didn't want to do it. I am like, nah, I don't want to do it. It's just really, but, you know, basically the thing is, you lose a pound, you don't have to pay anything. You gain a pound or stay in the same, you got to pay a dollar a week. And I'm like, what the heck, I'll do it. So I was doing it. And the thing is, I went from January to April. And we had a handful of people that were doing it, but slowly over the course of, like, a few weeks, people started dropping out. person, like, injured themselves, someone else was pregnant, so they couldn't do it. So it got down to me and the manager (laughs) that were competing. And I lost, I mean, I was walking, I was doing this, I was doing that. And the thing is, I could have stopped after it ended. Because I went from 180, I think, to, like... 160 over the course, uh, 160 pounds to, um, over the course of four months. I kind of stopped then after that thing ended and just whatever, but no, I kept going. So I was from January, 2010 to August of 2012, I went from 180 pounds to 125, which was my goal weight. So take that. 125 at 2012. Take that and go all the way to, what is it now, Um, 2021. I went from 125 pounds to 216. That's nine years of all that weight being added on, going from, you know, job to job and this and that. For six years, I worked at a factory standing in one spot. And it's like, I didn't have energy to be walking all the time and all that stuff. And the weight just started creeping on a little at a time. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But now it's just like, okay, I'm seeing results. My sister and I, when we went to Galveston at the end of April, she and I were like, hey, why don't we do this where... Every Monday, we'll weigh ourselves. We'll send a picture of the scale and our scales and all that stuff. And for the longest time, we'd been doing it, but it's just, it's like, we weren't seeing results because we weren't putting really anything really into it. And then now that I'm seeing results due to this job, which is just, it's okay, I... Um, the job's alright, I guess. It's, it's good, you know, money and all that stuff. And it's full-time. It's what I wanted. But, (laughs) uh, I ain't just one of those types of people. Like, when I don't want to do something, I will make every reason, excuse me, I don't want to do this, like, flat-out, I'm, I'm done kind of attitude. I know that's one of my weaknesses, uh, (laughs) um, but, Yeah. I just, I mean, my goal, if I continue this way, for, at least for now, until I get something I really want to do, if I could get under 200 before the end of the year, that would be... Because Jeremy even said, you know, get down to 180, that could be your... your Your safe point, at least, because you'll be well under 200. And the thing is, I remember when I got down to my goal weight originally, and and Jeremy's like, no, be careful now. You don't want to start gaining that weight back. I'm like, I'm never going to gain that weight back. I'm never going to gain it back. And I did. And that's the thing. As you get older, you have to really be choosy about what you're putting into your body, especially if you're not working it off. Cause yeah, kids can you know put whatever they want, and, they're, and and they're burning it off. But as you get older, your metabolism doesn't it slow down to the point where it's like <laughs> you could like eat a cupcake and and gain a pound or, or something to that effect. And it just it sucks. And I would just and I told Jeremy I have never been more aware of how unhealthy and overweight i am than i have at this job that is it's basically it's not so much stocking shelves it's helping unload a truck filled with boxes that i have to take stuff out of the boxes and sort them into their designated totes put those full totes onto pallets take a pallet jack take those pallets out to the sales floor. And stuff like that. So, but it's just. Oh my goodness gracious. I just. Like I said. I've never had a job like this. That was this physically demanding. I mean. I—I I, One night I was working. Recalling a time like. Well there was that time. I worked for like less than a month. At Kmart third shift. For like. That's when I was working at KFC. That was one of those. Th- um. I'd work at K... Yeah, I'd work at Kmart from like 11 until 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or something. Go home, sleep till like 10 a.m., get up, and then go to KFC from 11 until 2. And it just... um, But I remember I'd never done third shift before. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So, of course, I got some stay awake pills, some caffeine pills, if you will, I guess. And each pill is equal to like two cups of coffee. And I don't know. Now, I'm not saying I turned into Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell during that episode that I'm so excited. I'm so scared episode. But I just all of a sudden it's like I'm sitting there. It's two in the morning. My foot and my People That I was working with, you know, taking a break, they're like, Are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. And finally, like, okay, I think you need to. I think it was like six o'clock. Finally, like, okay. Um, no, I think they told me like maybe you should go home. And I thought, Oh no, I lost this job. And it was just a seasonal position, but even still, it's like after a few days, I had gotten used to it, I'm like, Oh my, but it was just working out on the sales. I remember that because it was like. Thanksgiving night. (laughs) Jeremy and I went to my family's and then his family's, I think. And then it's just like that. Because when I had hired in at Kmart, they're like, hey, do you think you could work, you know, Thanksgiving night into, you know, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving? I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's me just kind of going on and stuff about this and that. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, have a new family member. Liberty, the hamster. I've had her now for two weeks. Um, she's definitely got a bigger case than what Liesl had had. Liesl had a twenty gallon, whereas I got due to those YouTubers out there with the hamsters, like, oh, no, like twenty gallon isn't big enough. You need to go forty gallon tank. A hamster. I'm like okay, and Jeremy's like, um, I don't think you should really necessarily needed to do that. <laughs> like, uh, I know, but I mean, she's got space to move around. And I thought the name Liberty because I saw the Paw Patrol movie. I'd never seen the show before, but I'm like, I want to see the movie. It looks cute, and it was a good movie. It really, really was. Um, and there's a new character named Liberty who ends up. Spoiler alert! If you don't want to be spoiled, fast forward 30 seconds. She becomes a member of the Paw Patrol at the end of the movie. An honorary member. And she's originally a street dog. And she helps them with the rescue missions and everything. Because she knows the city. And she's just, you know, basically met a street dog her her whole life and everything. But it's just, I, I just, I liked the name. I just, I liked the character. I just liked her look. And the thing is, with Liberty, the hamster... And I had been looking at this hamster for probably about three weeks. I'd stopped in the pet store and she'd still be there. And she... And even the lady who had gotten her from the uh, pet shop owner had said... Or worker had said... You know, she was... You don't normally see hamsters like this. That she's kind of like a calico. Like, she's kind of like... um, Kind of a smoky, grayish, bordered on, you know, black. But she's, like, also got like, kind of an orangish, you know, spots and stuff to her. She's really, really cute. And I'm like, that's what I think intrigued me about her, was that she was different coloring than what I know. I mean, because Lisa, my hamster, who I got in 2019 and passed away over a year ago now, uh, she was pure blonde. Pure blonde hamster. And, uh, I do miss her, I miss her in Lundy, my rabbit in London had also passed away over a year ago, and it just, and I told Jeremy, I said, do you think once I get a job, you know, I can hopefully get a hamster? He's like, yeah, I don't see why not. And the thing is, hamsters, honestly, are really, they're inexpensive pets, to be honest, but if someone asked me, do you think a hamster is a good pet for a kid, I'd be like, I really don't think so. Just because they are small, they're delicate, they can easily, they can easily escape if you're not careful, and I don't know, maybe you can try to be, you know, cuddly, but it's like you gotta keep your eye on them, because if they get loose, they are, <laughs> hopefully you can find them again. But yeah, um, so that's just what's going on with me right now. We're going into October, so I'm excited to start watching some uh, spookish stuff. Uh, The new Wonder Years show, I got the pilot. I'm going to watch it, and I will be covering that for the Wonder Years podcast. But that, again, is going to be once in a while. You know, maybe once a month, most likely. Stretch it out. There's only six episodes, just like the original Wonder Years. And I've been hearing nothing but good things about the show, so... I actually, I ended up getting a new table, um, because that's the one that Liberty, I had set her up on that table, and I'm like, I thought this card table would work for me, I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. So I went to, I went to Target where I'm at, didn't have a table, then I looked at the one in, like, Frisco nearby, I I drove all the way out there, and they didn't have one, so finally I'm like, okay... I went to Home Depot, they had basically just a simple four foot folding table, banquet table, whatever you want to call it. So, um, and the card table is initially where I want to do puzzles. I bought a bunch of puzzles. I'm like, so, and Jeremy's got his, uh, job thing going on where he's going to have to work from home coming up. So I'm like, well, let's, because... I'm in an area, I guess you would call this part of the apartment the dining room, but there's really no strong signal in what is now going to be eventually maybe just my reading room, because um, that's originally where I was going to podcast, but there's just, I can't upload in there, and I'm like, I use my laptop for more than just podcasting, this is basically my internet, this is my... Other than my phone, that's, this is, you know, where that is, so. So, yeah, like I said, 2022 with the Full House Podcast, we're just gonna, you know, do some episodes here and there, you know, for January, and then probably February, and then maybe take a month or so off, and then focus on other things, too, because... I don't want to get burned out on Full House. Don't get me wrong. I love Full House. I love Fuller House. But sometimes like, I do have other commitments that I do want to. Another thing. Different Strokes Podcast. I kind of want to get jumping back on that too. So, and of course covering the new Punky Brewster episodes. Uh, no, Full House. That's it. If you didn't hear the news, October 1st. All TGIF shows that are on Hulu. If you have Hulu are going, bye-bye. If I can, before October 1st, get... That's why I wanted to do this for Black History Month next February is that Family Matters episode about um the racism. And I think if I can cover that before October 1st, I think I'll do that, and then that way I'll put that out in February. So we'll focus on that. Sorry, this is long winded and I'm sure you guys whether <laughs> you really care to hear about you know what's going on and what I'm doing and all that stuff. So this is like a mini podcast and life update. <laughs> I'd like to try to do another uh, books I recommend before the end of the year is over so that I can give you guys a little bit of an update since the last one. I honestly have not read a lot. <laughs> this year has been not a good year. It just, it feels like in general, um, especially not a good year for reading. I'm hoping 2022 is a better year in that regard. So I hope you all have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. And I, I haven't said that in a while, but please do stay safe out there. Use precautions. Hopefully one day we can either get back to normal or find some happy medium of what normal is supposed to even be anymore because I really don't know. If you guys want to email me or the podcast, you can do so at podcast at com. Look for A Pinch for a Pinch next week. The third... <laughs> the second episode in the Back to School I can't even, uh, back to school, uh, part three series. Guys, I am so sorry. (laughs) It's 4.30. I need to go get these groceries so I can get that done. I mean, the grocery store is literally across the
0: street, so. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.